Hello and welcome everyone to episode 56 of the Startcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game podcast. I'm your host Jake and it is E3 week so it means that we are all running on very little sleep. I'm struggling to talk at the moment uh, but it should be a good podcast. We are going to be talking about everything that's happened at E3 which oh my god there's just so much content. Super excited to get this going. So let's first see who's joining us this week out of the Press Start team we have ewan hello we got matt yo and we've got steven hello friends podcast how are we all going i'm good i'm terribly tired dude fight 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 but really excited (laughs) because (laughs) because like e3 right is exhausting because we're up at all sorts of ungodly hours watching watching streams and writing news and stuff and talking with Shannon in a different time zone because he's lucky enough to be there in the conference room leaving all the hard work to the rest of us but man it's exciting like the adrenaline just keeps me going that and copious amounts of Red Bull <laughs> we're all gonna have heart palpitations at the end of it yeah which is yeah, good for sure it's all worth it man it is Steven it you've is been on a podcast before hey He's not. Not not on this podcast. No, is this a no. first Woo! time? It is. Ding ding oh ding 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 ding. Oh my goodness. Are you excited? So what happens? Excited. What do you do to newbies? We need to perform the process of initia- initiation. Are we ready for the I'm ritual? not slapping him on the butt do, with a paddle. Yes. Do, 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 do you this <laughs> I, I was hoping someone else would pick up off that joke that I started, but no one did, so let's just let it peter out and embarrass myself. I was like, hey, I know we got the initiation. What the hell? (laughs) Anyway, well, normally we start the podcast with what we've been playing, but let's just skip that because there's just so much to do. I've been playing stuff. No, we've had no time to play. What have you been Well, you haven't been working hard enough. No, (laughs) Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem right there. See, Fire Emblem is so much fun. Uh, he's he's oh playing my God, you're while playing he's that working now. on the podcast. What is, what is this? See, so I can multitask. Commitment. See what you were saying? I can multitask. So. It's just going to be the challenge now to slip you up. See if you're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Matt? Uh, oh, I think. He's playing Fire Emblem. Uh, see. Got you. Well, you, you just said, what do you think? You didn't say anything, any relevant <laughs> things. So. Well, we did. We've been talking for half an hour about the conference, man. Why haven't you been paying attention? Playing attention. Time time flies quickly yeah, when you're playing Fire You're ruining your own minds. So so what are All we right. doing today, Jake? Yeah, let's jump into it. We're gonna go conference by conference and chat about everything that's kind of come out. Get you guys to, I guess, give your opinion. If anyone's quick enough, maybe see what the community has said about each conference as well. Um, but let's jump straight into it. First, uh, first company that kicked things off was EA. So they had their conference yesterday, early morning, I think. Um, yeah. And they kicked it off with Titanfall 2. So anyone excited for this? Yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? Why? What do you mean? Why? What do you? What is this accusatory I haven't played Titanfall One. I got no idea what's going on. Ah, uh, okay. So, so Titanfall was an awesome game, right? I actually really got into it. 
Um, but its community kind of petered out, and that was large partly due to the fact that EA just didn't really have like enough kind of ongoing support for the game. Um, you didn't kind of get these content releases like you get with the Destiny now or the Division or whatever, um, and obviously lacked a single player mode as well, which uh, meant the only people <coughs> really playing the game were people that were keen on multiplayer. And then without that support for the community, it just kind of just didn't really work out. But the concept of the game was really strong, and gameplay-wise, also very, very uh, fluid indeed. Um, obviously, this time around, they're bringing in single-player gameplay. Uh, they've got a bunch of new features coming the way multiplayer. So I'm hoping that the community or, or the remnants of it will re-emerge, and there's going to be some new kind of injection of, uh, of blood as well. Um, but uh, am I so, Stephen? You were like a little, a little excited for this. What was your reason? A little bit. Like I played a fair bit of Titanfall when it came out. Like as you say, it petered out fairly quickly, which is a bit of a bummer. But while it was active, it was pretty damn good fun. And I mean, I'm down for it. I enjoyed playing the first time, and this one just looks all that much better. And you've got the single player stuff for a lot of the people that were on the fence about it. Just you know, it's more for everyone, really. Mm, so yeah. what? So what new features then? Since you guys have both played the other one, that you're super keen for because what was it they've got things like they got six new titans uh i guess new pilot gameplay a progression system or customization like what is it about it that you're looking forward to yes or is it the single player i'm excited for the single player Uh, although i think i'll spend most of my time in the multiplayer this um i'm excited to see what they do see what kind of story thread there is um and it's kind of like an interesting world they kind of create that you kind of get little tidbits of here and there but uh to see them kind of flesh that out a bit more i'm excited about um but uh i played about 25 hours this game in the beta alone and then about 50 hours of the core game so like a decent amount of time really um and i just don't feel like my character really changed much at all so i think the deeper progression system for me is uh probably the most interesting element of this um i want to kind of see how my character kind of changes over time what kind of new features i can unlock power up stuff like that um so yeah that's probably what i'm most looking forward to what about yourself, Stephen? Yeah, and no, I'm pretty similar. Like just being able to progress through things, and I don't know, have some sense of you know ownership of your character if you can progress their stats and abilities in a way that you choose. I can't actually remember if you can do that, but if you can, it's kind of nice to feel like it's your character and it's different to everyone else's character who might be at the same level. Mm. That yeah, I think that'd be good. Or or even if they were to adopt like a kind of class-based structure that's working so well for games like Overwatch at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm really getting into that almost kind of like role-playing element of Overwatch, where you kind of take on a character and you play them as they're meant to be played. Mm. Uh, and if they did a similar thing with Titanfall, that would be quite interesting, I think. Um, but yeah, like this is a game I really want to get my hands on pronto. Um, so the quicker I can play this in an event or with a, a beta or whatever. Um, I think I'm really going to know how I feel about it once I get my hands on it. Until then, I'm a little, like, I feel like it could be more of the same, um, but I, I want to see them kind of go further with this idea because I think it was a strong enough starting point that this could really turn into something. Um, but it's coming out at a pretty saturated holiday season, dude, so uh, hmm. whether or not this kind of stands out of the pack, I'm a little doubtful of. I mean, it might help that compared to the last one, it's way further into the generation. So we, you know, the Mm. first one probably didn't have that many people with Xbox Ones at the time. And so that makes it harder to keep keep the community going. But that might help now. But as you say, it might also just get drowned out by the four other multiplayer shooters coming out the same week. Yeah. And it's obviously coming like cross-platform now as well. Um, Mm. 
consoles are moving rapidly towards this idea of cross-platform play, uh, which is cool. Hopefully, and that's going to be a bit of a thread with our conversations today. Um, so hopefully that means the community kind of sustains itself a bit longer as well. Um, but we better keep rolling, man. This is the first game, and we've got like a bunch of conferences to go through. I know. So let's Look, keep it moving. Titanfall, <laughs> Titanfall looks like it's got an exciting journey ahead of them. Speaking of journey... Segway! Oh, oh, yeah, oh, see what I did there? Yeah. Bravo! We've got uh, FIFA coming out with uh, a single-player mode as well called The Journey. Ah, oh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I think this is awesome. I mean, EA kind of... Yeah. Uh, announced Madden 17 and FIFA 17 the same kind of segment in their conference but the highlight I think was the journey in FIFA 17 being this single play uh, player kind of a campaign to it uh, I know where is it on our Facebook uh, Marcus James said it's nice to see a fresh change which I think definitely is the uh, right kind of summary for it so Maddie, what do you think about this I um as as a like a, a semi sports player, like I'm not usually too interested in games, but I think this is like something that the the franchise kind of needs to you know shake things up because you know yeah, most definitely. most or pretty much everyone is like guilty of making a character that's based on them for a sports game, and you basically like overpower them with skills and stuff, and you know make them the ultimate player. Um, or at least I know that I do that in most sports games. It's like yeah, my my character is like you know the best player you know in the entire competition and everyone wants to sign him and stuff like that so um but i think that it's kind of cool that like you know you know that if you create your own character or whatever if you follow a character through they're not going to be a powerful character it's going to build them up build their skills and build a story to go with it and i just think it makes it that little bit more personal for you know for players going around so i reckon yeah um yeah really good change um and you know a nice little refresher to the series because there's not not much more that you can do with the you know the series to actually update it. So yeah, like I, I'm really excited about this announcement because I'm I'm very much a casual FIFA player. Like I get one kind of every two to three years, and it will just be so I've got a game to play when my mates come around and we can play like FIFA drinking games or whatever. Um, but. Uh, but, like, this is cool, because, like, what I would usually do just when I'm playing FIFA by myself or whatever, I would set up a tournament and just kind of, like, mimic that I was playing through in the EPL season or whatever. Um, but with this, uh, I've actually got, like, this kind of dedicated story, this dedicated mode for people such as myself. So I can play this by myself, play through matches, kind of feel like I'm invested in some sort of tournament or some sort of story, uh, and then jump in and play more casually with my mates. Um, but to bring in, like, Madden as well with this discussion... Um, I think it's cool to see this growing commitment to esports, uh, but at the same time, this yes. kind of newfound dedication to single-player gaming as well. Because, um, you know, a lot of people are gaming these days, and it's a very diverse mix, so the best that they cater for the different interests, the better, I think. What do you reckon, Stephen? Any thoughts on this? Almost none. I haven't played a FIFA game cool. since Let's I was about 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> move on. Cool. No opinion yeah, from you. Definitely. I <laughs> I gave him so a chance, all... okay? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, EA also, I guess, uh, what's the word? Not backed up, but the next thing they flowed into was Mass Effect Andromeda. We didn't really get any gameplay. We got a behind-the-scenes video about this, so unless anyone really has something to st- say about that, we can kind of just move past that. Anyone? Yeah. No, it was lo- really like, largely much. footage we've already seen. Wanted to see more, yeah. didn't see more. This game is... 
I doubt going to make Q1 2017. I think it's going to be delayed. What's yeah. unusual? Sad. It's sad. I want to play it. Cool. Well, then EA announced their little initiative called EA Original. So this was a nice little way to aid small independent developers, which I think is really cool. All profits go back to the developer, which is also a very cool thing to see. So giving them that uh, leg up into the industry. So we got a little bit of a uh, a look at a game called Fee, which is uh, really based around, I guess, music or sounds, emotion, uh, kind of in that same realm of Unravel. Um, which is very cool. S- Steven, did you see this at all? I saw a little bit. It's. I thought it was kind of interesting that they were you know, bringing back the kind of twee little indie game. It sort of makes EA seem like a lot friendlier company. They seem to be doing a lot to make themselves look like not the worst company in the world, like everyone else seems to think they are at the moment. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I think um, I think that like sums up this conference for them. Like it wasn't it wasn't a great conference really. It was actually pretty average. Um, mm. But uh, I, it was very much a conference of we're not bad people. Like I, I don't feel like yeah. it was so much. Um, it was a, it was a big PR stunt for them. I think really. Uh, but you know this is great. Like what they're doing is good things. I don't want to knock them for that. Um, all the the profits made of these games go back to the indie developers. Uh, so mm. they're not really doing a huge amount of like financial benefit for themselves here but uh it's all sort of just pr makes them look good uh, and it supports independent developers in the process so why the hell not yeah very very cool but i totally agree yeah they did now that i think about it they did kind of um try and make it this whole like we're we're friendlier we're not in it for the money but <laughs> i don't know how far that can get that go anyway Moving into the next one. Oh, God, I geeked out about this. Star Wars news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, 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 we we were all geeking out. Yeah, I guess we didn't really get any major gameplay videos. Once again, we got kind of a a behind-the-scenes, a look-ahead is what they kind of titled their video uh, on Star Wars. So uh, a really good rundown, I guess, to see what the next couple of years is going to look like. Uh, We got talk about their mobile game, what's it called, Uh, Galaxy of Heroes, uh, their updates and everything for that. Uh, Battlefront updates with DLC, they're saying that they're going to bring out more and especially more with the new movies and stuff coming out. Um, We did not see really anything on Visceral's game or Respawn's game either, so Ewan, what did you make of this? Yeah, okay, so we're like the Resident Star Wars fans, right? And I was a little I was a little disappointed about this. You might remember me saying in our predictions podcasts that I thought the EA could have taken taken away E three. Like I thought they could have won it. They clearly didn't. Uh, one of the ways <laughs> they could have done it would have been like coming out and showing like all these Star Wars games we're working on. And they yeah, just didn't bam. really do that. Like I think it's so cool that Motor Studios are now which is their new studios are working on um, are working on Battlefront from now on or, or for the next installment at least. Um, in cooperation with Dice, but freeing them up to work on some of their other games. Um, you know, they've gotta make Battlefront five at some stage, I guess, and you've got Battlefield One of the go. So they've and Mirror's Edge has obviously just been made too. So they're they got their hands full. Um, but uh, yeah, this is cool. I would have loved to see what Bioware were up to in the Star Wars universe a bit more, because mm. um, they obviously do kick-ass RPGs as they have done with Star Wars in the past. Um, yeah, it was just like a little, a little <laughs> disappointing. Wanted to see more. Well, look, look um, at look I at was going to say something, and now I totally forgot. Look, look at it this way, you and like oh, well, phone you know, even though they didn't strategy. show things from certain developers, <laughs> it doesn't mean things aren't happening and. 
you know, in some respects, like, you know, if you had seen something, you'd be sitting there going, I want it, I want it, I want it, I want it now. You know, at least this way they didn't kind of false promise anything, you know, like, they've... they've... Yeah. But just, if True. that was the case, but though, that's, just don't that's the thing. They anything. want you to know that... Just don't do the behind-the-scenes You know, they, they want you to know that they are working it's, on something. It's yeah, teasing the unnecessarily. Yeah. Would they have anything to show? Yeah. Yeah, I, they, I mean, they they really had very little to show. Like, we saw that, like, mm. little little glimpse of concept from Visceral, which was enough to get me excited, because, you know, like, as soon as Amy Hedig's voice kind of came through the video, I was like, oh, my God, this is so exciting. And just, like, the, we saw, like, literally a few seconds of the game, uh, but it, it mm. felt very Uncharted-esque already, the kind of way that the sort of... We're assuming it's a bounty hunter kind of stumbles, stumbles out of the building. It, it just the movement oh looks God, very kind of so characteristic, good. Uncharted. Um, and then you obviously got the uh, the Tie Fighters kind of zipping through the air, yes. uh, as well as the the um, Star Destroyer up in the up in the sky. So, look, I am stoked for that. I really want to see that game soon. I don't think we're going to see it for another two years. Give really, it time, um, son. Give it time. Earliest, um, which upsets me. It upsets me a great great deal. Yeah, definitely. I, I recommend anyone who hasn't seen that little video to go watch it. There are some cool little, I guess, Easter eggs and nods in it. So go watch it for sure. Anyway, <laughs> man, from the battlefields of the stars, let's move into Battlefield 1. That one didn't work as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know where um, you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got uh, some Battlefield 1 gameplay, which, oh my God, this looks so good. Matt. So good. Yes. What? What? What do you think? I I love it. I love everything about it. Um, I'm so pumped for multiple things. Like I don't think we've had a really good dogfighting game in years, and just seeing oh, like the dogfighting so elements of that, that, I was, you know, I was on edge. Um, and you know, like the, the, they've got the right blend of you know, sort of like history and and sort of fantasy that they, you know they've got going on in this sort of you know weird sort of semi alternate timeline, whatever you know. The kind of you know you know what they're doing um but yep. oh it just like it looked crisp it looked you know quick and and sort of i was all over it i want it i want it now is anyone else keen just to like hop in a blimp and then just like stand there for the whole game just traveling at like you know one no i just want to like crash the blimp just hoping no uh, bullets pop it just... <laughs> just, yeah that's what i do i don't know uh, like uh, I quite like Battlefield for the sort of infantry side of it. I actually think as an infantry game, it does very, very well. But obviously, a lot of people will play it for the vehicles. Um, mm. uh, the tank combat in this, I expect, will be particularly good. Um, but uh, yeah, man, this game just looks looks absolutely incredible. Um, although I will say that the trailer that they showed, the gameplay trailer that they showed, uh, claimed to be in-game engine footage. I just don't just don't believe it yeah. is. It just yeah. looks. It looks too good. It looks unbelievably good. Um, uh, and I just don't... Can't imagine it being that fluid and that good on even the highest of end of PCs. Um, so I think we maybe need to taper our... our uh, what are, What's the word? Expectations. Expectations. Um, there we go. Thank you. Expectations. It's... Uh, this is my tiredness coming through. Um, <laughs> our expectations about how it's going to look visually... Uh, that being said, I expect this to be one hell of a game, um, and this is one reason why I don't think Titanfall will necessarily be like the strongest FPS this this year. Um, yeah, so excited! Bring it, bring it! I want to see more. I want to play more. You the same, Stephen? 
Yeah, yeah, this is the first Battlefield I've been interested in in a good while, honestly. Like, I enjoyed Battlefield 2, I enjoyed 2142, but I don't think I played much after that consistently. Mm. But yeah, this has me pulled right back in with... I just really like the alternate history setting. It's super cool what they're doing with it. Yeah, yeah. I love how, like, uh, kind of gritty as well, it seems. Despite being, like, alternate universe, it still seems to be quite grisly. Um, mm. And I like just the array of kind of combats and environments they seem to have as well. Uh, sorry, not combats, vehicles is what I meant to say. Um, so, yeah, yeah, real keen. I think it was probably the highlight of the conference, to be honest. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure, like, Mass Effect is probably going to be a cooler game in the long run. Like, it's probably going to be more impactful, but we just didn't see enough of it uh, from this, this, this conference. Um, all mm. up, I was a bit disappointed by EA this time around. Yeah, well, wrapping EA up, out of 10, what will we give their conference? Matt, what do you give them? <laughs> Let's come back he's to playing, Matt. He's playing Fire <laughs> He's doing whatever he's, he's doing. He's Ewan, what do, you, what do you think? Uh, look, I think it was kind of below average, so I'd probably give it like a 4 or a 5. Let's go with that. I've, I've never Steven? scored a conference before, so that's my best guess. <laughs> Steven, what about you? Yeah, I was thinking about a four and worried that I'd be like too negative, but yeah, now I'm fine with that. It was a lot of, here are lots of computers with 3D models running on them, but not much else. And yeah. Matt, I caught you out playing Fire Animal 20 minutes in, so you're not off to a good start. What about you? <laughs> I hope that came through in the recording, because yeah. I have no clue what he was just saying. I think his Your cat might have sat on his microphone or something. <laughs> um no i totally agree yeah pretty pretty average kind of uh conference they got some cool stuff but they could have had more anyway moving on up next was bethesda and they kicked off their conference with a bit of quake who's a massive quake fan oh, uh, kinda yeah. kind kinda kinda see i say i say kinda because I grew up with it on the PlayStation, not on, like, you know, part on PC, part on PlayStation. So, you know, I was kind of introduced more to, you know, the, the story modes they had in the games and stuff. And then, you know, playing mostly against AI, but not actually competitive tournaments and stuff. So I didn't get a chance mm. to, you know, um, really get into the scene that they really, you know, pushed on the stage, which, you know, would have been awesome to be a part of. But, um you know, it, it looks it looks awesome, and it kind of looks like something I don't think we've seen in a while. So it'd be interesting to see. What in what way? Because I thought the, like, like Quake, it's Quake Champion, so I thought it would be their equivalent of what we're seeing at the moment with like Overwatch and everything. Yeah, but that that's the thing is like everything is very Team Fortress or Overwatch or it's Call of Duty, Battlefield, you know, stuff like that. There's no like sort of ultra gory, you know exploding oh, yeah, fair enough it's just like a straight up it. arena shooter like no classes yeah. no yeah no yeah i don't that's... know if we can say that but yeah yeah no we can't that's that's yeah that's that's what i kind of feel like we're missing you know that we haven't had in sort of the competitive gaming scene in a while so i think it's i think it's like refreshing it back for a new generation so 
Yeah, I agree with Matt. Like, as much as I love Overwatch at the moment, as much as I love Battlefield and stuff, I, I've played kind of like arena shooters in the past. Uh, you know, like Halo, kind of its back in this day, was kind of considered an arena shooter. Um, but uh, they're kind of sadly lacking now. Um, so I kind of wanted this just to be a straight up, you know, everyone starts with more or less the same loadout. You've got a couple of power-ups kind of placed around the map, some, like, you know, powered-up weapons and whatnot. Uh, and just let people run amok and he do heaps of violence. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I guess we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, uh, Matt, uh, what did you make of the other announcements? Uh, we had, you know, the Elder Scrolls Legends card game announced. Is that of any interest to either you or Steven? Uh, not me. <laughs> nah, not me either. <laughs> no. Un unfortunately, no, it's, I've got no, no, you know, s no sort of interest in that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I was know. much more interested in the Gwent standalone game they, an they announced later. Mm -hmm. uh, there was also a bunch of Fallout DLC announced. Uh, looks like Fallout Shelter as well is going to come over to PC. Um, are you guys still playing Fallout? Is that kind of likely to interest you, do you think? Another, another no? Oh. No, no, nah, probably not. I think I had my fill of Fallout Shelter back when it was out on iOS. and Yeah, uh, it never really ran well back. on my phone, though, so I'm kind of tempted to... Maybe Jake and I should do, like, a Let's Play where we play uh, Fallout Shelter on PC and we just kind of screw around on it, make weird names for babies and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, I, okay. I, sorry, I had fun with it when it came out, but um, I don't know. Personally, I think the Fallout has kind of dropped off for me for the meantime because it's just so big of a game. Like, you can get all these add-ons and stuff, but it's just so big, big of a game. There's so much to do that I feel like, you know, if I leave it for a while, I kind of fall behind so everyone else gets, you know, they experience it all. And then they're kind of like, have you done this? Have you done that? And I'm like, I haven't even finished the storyline. So They also announced uh, Skyrim Special Edition. So I guess Skyrim coming back and to the next gen. Massive Skyrim fans here. Uh, I wouldn't say massive. I played enough of Just the game so, so. back, but never like never completed the main storyline. I got bogged down with side quests and stuff, just like I did Fallout. Uh, so... Mm. Uh, I don't know. I'd maybe jump back into it and try and play right the way through it, do what I never did with the uh, the remaster. Um, but I can imagine there's plenty of people excited for this, man. A lot of hype mm. for this, I'd have thought. Yeah, I've never yeah, actually no. touched a Skyrim, so I got no excitement <laughs> for it. I have never like... touched a Skyrim. Do you know what Skyrim is? <laughs> Perfect time to jump in and touch what, a Skyrim. What's a Skyrim? Yeah. Just, just yeah. put your hand right How in there, Jake. the Skyrim? <laughs> Just force Just it with right your feet on the ground because it's a land. <laughs> oh, God, so many innuendos. <laughs> um, anyone else got anything to say about Skyrim? No. I thought it was really cool that they have mod support now. So, yeah. Like, even on consoles, yeah. so you can do not just graphical stuff, but like gameplay balancing or changing the way the dragons behave. Just lots of really neat stuff that kind of makes the game more interesting if you've already played it through a whole bunch before. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Like, yeah. um, I assume this wasn't a huge amount of work for them because they'd already kind of done a bit of it, I think, for uh, uh, in the preparation for developing Fallout 4. They kind of ported it over to mm. Xbox to, to get a feel of the console. So maybe they already had a large amount of the work done. But, you know, this is a cool undertaking for them. Uh, no doubt it'll be a lot of financial benefit. Um, I know there's a lot of demand for it as well. Uh, and for the most part, I think the remaster does look pretty good. They're kind of new systems and mm -hmm. visuals that they've updated. Um, so I think this will make a lot of people happy. I'm not one of them. I'm more excited for some of the newer games that's being announced. Uh, but, uh, you know, all the same. You know, it's 
making people happy and that's what I'm all about. Good on you. Well, I'm pretty sure you nearly exploded a blood vessel, Ewan, when they announced this next one, which was Prey. So a reboot of I'm not the Prey guy. came out. I'm not the guy from the trailer. I know he had a red eye. <laughs> my, my eyes were fine. Uh, I don't uh, like I like, like, I don't his pillow, so. He grows a better beard than me. <laughs> Who's that? I've, I have no idea what Prey is even about, like, to be honest. I've I remember, even, like, like, playing a bit of the original Prey uh, back on a Mac, I think. Um, I was probably way too young to play that, and I'm just like, whoa, this game is really violent. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, and it was really dark and kind of scary, and I'm like, yeah, I am going to go back to watching the Teletubbies. No, I'm not that young. Um, but, uh... But yeah, I'm, I'm, this looks cool. This looks cool and it's a reboot, so I can get into it without having played through that first game. Um, but the psychological element of it looks really intense. Uh, I kind of got some like Bioshock vibes um, from it as well, which is always a compliment. So yeah, looking cool for it. Looking good for this. Yeah, yeah, funny thing was, I wrote up the post about it because I was you know awake when they announced it. And I, I'd never even played the first one. I'd heard about it before. Um, that was about it. This looks cool. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, it's a reboot, oh, this, blah, 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 that, you know, because there'd been a sequel in the works for so long. But looking at, you know, what it was and what it could be, I'm actually kind of excited for it, so. But, Stephen, you're familiar with the, the Prey series, are you? Yeah. Yeah, I played through and finished the first one and loved it back in the day. Like, right. This one, it's weird. I don't know, like, everyone's saying that it's a reboot. It's, it's definitely not a sequel. But I'm struggling to see how it relates to the earlier Prey game, apart from being called Prey. Mm. But, I mean, it looks pretty awesome either way, so I'm down for it. Yeah. I mean, there was, yeah. there was a Prey 2 in the works, like, a while back, wasn't there? Mm, um, yeah. That kind of got... For a while. It just kind of disappeared. Like, I, I think they were quite long into the development cycle for it. But, uh, yeah, it just kind of disappeared and obviously become something else in the meantime. Um, but, mm. man, Arcane are working really hard juggling these two studios, having Dishonored come out uh, at the same time as this or thereabouts. Um, but yeah, looking, looking, looking forward to this. But, yeah, it doesn't seem to be kind of a strict alien invasion thing. I think they may have said post-show uh that it's something to do with um human experiments being run on a space station or something and then the space station gets taken over by aliens but elements of it kind of remain a mystery and there's all sorts of weird stuff going on so maybe it still yeah, has that, that, that alien element but um yeah we'll see yeah, well, shout out to Alex Krupp on our Facebook. He's also, or she, it could be a girl, uh, very excited about the game. He said, I'm very excited about this game. I can't wait. So I'm sure there's a lot of people that are, are very, very keen. And uh, hopefully, yeah, it looks as good as the uh, trailer looked. Uh, but moving on, we've got some information about Doom. They just kind of introduced some extras into the multiplayer mode, so not really too much there. Uh, we have the Outer Scrolls Online, so the addition of Dark Brotherhood, uh, as one as well as an update called One Tamriel, uh, which a lady was very, very excited about oh, on the yeah. uh, live stream at the conference. <laughs> So, oh, God. Jess- Jessica Negri was claiming it was her on Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw that, but uh, there was there was oh, definitely really? like a screaming lady that people were well well aware of. Um, props right to next game- to the mic, apparently. Yeah, yeah. It was almost like they'd paid someone in the audience to like hype up <laughs> yeah. their their conference. That's what I was thinking of. 
Um, but uh, I loved uh, credits to, to GameSpot for what was an awesome little video they made of the uh, like the screaming goat kind of montage to its way through the uh-huh. uh, the conference. Real good, real good. But, That's uh, so good. Weird. Yeah, she kind of um, like her reactions. Like we're just going to talk about her rather than the games at the moment. But her reactions yeah. were so <laughs> funny. Like there was just one uh, when they were explaining one Tamriel and. Um, the, the, the fact that there's no level restrictions. You can kind of team up with whoever you want. You can go anywhere on the map. You don't have to be a certain level anymore. And she was like, what? I highly well, recommend you go uh, rewatch it. It's so funny. Yeah, it is I good. I, I mean, whilst... Uh, was, yeah. Sorry, sorry, Matt. No, no, I was just chiming in. So I'll go, go. Whilst, like, um, Elder Scrolls Online may not be, like, a particularly popular game amongst our circles, I know it does pretty well. Like, it, it's pretty... It's, oh. it's considered to be a pretty good MMORPG. So, um, uh, I think there'll probably be a lot of interest in this, not just uh, the screaming girl in the audience. <laughs> Look, uh, any videos that come out, I'm sure we might see some memes and things like that uh, further going along. <laughs> but, um, no, th- yeah, definitely they had some good announcements with uh, Outer Scrolls Online. Um, we also got the announcement that Fallout... Four is uh, coming to VR, which, damn, that's going to give a whole different experience for that game. Uh, anyone keen for that? You and you ordered a VR system. Did you get yeah, one? Yeah, but Xbox? it doesn't matter because this is only compatible with the Vive so far. Uh, they announced yeah. Posho again that it wasn't going to support the Oculus. Uh, so, like, if it can't support anything below a Vive, like, I feel like a very small amount of people are going to play Fallout this way, which is a shame because it sounds like an awesome idea. Like, this is what needs to be happening for VR to make VR work. Um, but sadly, like, it's just limited to the most expensive one. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people kind of... Uh, yeah, I'm going to be let down by this. Like, I, I'd love... To, I'm, I'm getting a PSVR, like, it's on order, uh, but I'm not going to be able to play this. Like, we'll we'll be kidding ourselves to think that the PS4 was capable of uh, running Fallout 4 with with VR visuals because it, it just requires so much extra power, obviously. But, um, you know, like... I, I don't know, man. Like, there was a few kind of pot shots taken at VR this, this E3. No... Nothing I felt like that is really going to be a system seller yet. Maybe there will be when we talk about Sony. I'll leave that discussion for later. Um, but yeah, like I just, I feel like people are holding themselves back with VR a little bit and it upsets me. I want, I want to see people let go and just fully embrace it. It's what it needs for the technology to work. Yeah. That's my thoughts. Well, um, I was just going to say, since you're a bit bummed out with VR, how about we just get into something that I'm sure we're all excited about, which is Dishonored <laughs> 2. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, we saw some really good gameplay for Dishonored 2. So, um, Tell us what you, you know, thought about it, Jake. New... You're obviously very excited for it. I thought it was mad. No, <laughs> I think it was really cool. Uh, you got the ability to play as Corvo, and it's Emily, isn't it? The chick... Yeah, I believe so. Yep. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, you can play as both of them. They both give kind of different aspects and dialogue and maybe slightly different story. I don't know. Uh, to the whole game, you got different powers. Corvo's got his same ones that he's always had, but a little bit more amped up. Emily has whole new stuff as well. So diff- definitely gives you a reason, I guess, to play both separate uh ways in that game but it just it looked like Dishonored which I think is good they didn't change too much but have added in enough I think 
Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, I I absolutely loved the first game when it came out. Um, uh, you know, it engrossed me. Uh, I spent so long. I think I tried to do a stealth play through the first time, and then like the second time, yeah. I'm just like yeah, kill everyone, let the rats go quite crazy. <laughs> Um, so it'll be interesting if they, you know, if they keep that because the playthrough on the, you know, on the trailer looked like everyone pretty much just had to die. Um, and it'd be interesting <laughs> if, you know, they, they, I, I think that that stealth part, you know, really made the first game. So hopefully they keep it a part of the second one, but you know, those powers like looked insane. And then if you couple them with the existing powers and stuff like that, and even just the story and. You know, like, it, it hasn't been said how she gets her powers, so you know the outsider's going to be there. And, um, yeah, I'm just sitting there going, ah. I've not really played it's any a, more um, than, like, the first 15 minutes of the first Dishonored what? game. But um, I'm down with, like, the world that it creates. I think it looks really cool. Um, it's another game that looks Bioshock-inspired. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know, like... It's not grabbed me. I think there's a lot of games that kind of do its style of gameplay now. Um, maybe not to the same caliber that Dishonored does. I, I know people are very, very attached to it. Um, but uh, I don't know. The presentation style just doesn't quite sit right with me. It kind of sits somewhere between kind of being stylized and ultra-realistic. Um, but, you know, I think the world's probably going to be enough to get me in there. Um, yeah, it was just like, I, I, maybe it was just the way it was handled. It kind of dragged on a little bit. There was just, the gameplay was probably just a little bit too long. Uh, and the conferences had pretty decent pace up until this point. Um, and it just kind of, I don't know, the last kind of 20 minutes kind of dragged out a bit. But I, I know people are super excited for this game. It was probably like the major game of the conference. So uh, I can see why they dedicated so much time to it. But it just didn't, I don't know, maybe it's just like, in retrospect, considering everything else that we've seen now, it just didn't really grab me. Um, but what about yourself, Stephen? What did you make of this on the two? It just reminded me that I really need to play the first one. And oh, right, it's okay. Nice that, so it's I'm nice that the first this, one... Yeah. No, no, not at all. But uh, yeah, it's nice that the um the remastered edition comes with the second one, so that's a good opportunity if you haven't tried. It's probably yeah, what I'll do. Yeah, that is, that is a good little thing. Um. Yeah, like, I don't know, did, did, did the trailer uh, look like enough to you f to, to make you want to get into this one, or...? I think so. Like, I think the part that really kind of impressed me was how how vertical the levels seemed designed. There were a lot of ways you could sort of stay on the ground floor or, like, go up onto rooftops and things like that to just, sure. you know, completely change the situation. And, yeah, it just looks like a really fun world to screw around in. Hmm. Hmm. Cool, cool. Well, mm -hmm. moving on, before we do, I do, will just mention that uh, there is a little bit of an Easter egg on our uh, website. Uh, yeah. Ian, before I do, mm. though, what were you going to say? Oh, no, no, I was going to make sure you brought that up, so you're, ah, you're, yeah, I'm right on. with you, man. Man, same minds, think alike, whatever <laughs> the phrase is, I'm too tired to come up with the, the right one. Um, <laughs> yeah, so a little easter egg occurred at the very start of the conference they kind of had this like a uh, boot up sequence uh and uh that's where we first saw the quake name came up but there was also this kind of like list of uh games on there so they uh we we have no idea what this means there's numbers next to these names which may be dates they may just be random things who knows dates. but uh they did mention like a wolvenstein on there uh, which is cool, a new Colossus as well. So what do we make of this? Who picked this Jake. up, by the way? Someone picked this up. Jake, they're, they're dates. 
their dates of release they, of like you know franchises. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's what I thought, but so, um, but people were like, "Oh my god, is it? Does it mean a next installment on well, in the series?" Here's, but I'm like, "Well, isn't thing, it just a back catalog?" <laughs> no, here's 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 what uh, what everyone's been picking out is if you if you look at it, they're they're kind of segmented into you know common franchises. So the top one is Commander Keen. Uh, which you know didn't have anything out after that, but everyone you know knows that Commander Keen's part of the sort of the ID software brand, which is um, you know where all the other titles came from. And then down the bottom, you've got you know um, the Doom ones and the most recent Doom title, Doom Four and whatever you know, which is now just titled Doom. Uh, and then they had you know Boot Quake or whatever. And in the middle segment between the two, there's uh, Wolfenstein 3D, which was the original one, and then you know. The um, sort of, you know, New Order, Old Blood, which were the, you know, the two sequels. And then uh, New Colossus, which is there, but doesn't have a date against it. Uh, mm. Which basically, I think, you know, everyone kind of reckons it's hinting at either, you know, sort of a DLC or more than likely, uh, you know, a sequel, a semi-sequel of sorts. You know, kind of like an add-on continuing on from what that gameplay was, so... Yeah, um, I, th- I think that'll be Machine Games' next game. Uh, I think this will be Wolfenstein New Colossus, as it was Wolfenstein New Order. Um, there was a lot of a lot of positive things said about New Order, so I can't imagine they'd want to move away from that franchise anytime soon. Um, there was a lot of talk that they might have been doing Quake, but then for ID to still be attached to that, it was like, whoa, okay, they could still be in the mix here. Um, so I think that's like, I, there's little doubt in my mind that that'll be their next game. Um, when we might see it, I don't know. Maybe they're saving... I don't know. I don't know, actually. I was trying to think... I was thinking maybe they're saving something for Gamescom, but maybe not. Maybe this will be a game we won't see until next E3. Um, but nice little Easter egg. I like the way they did this. Mm. Mm. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Made people concentrate. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Next uh, conference was the almighty Microsoft... And oh my god, this there's just so much content in this. It was like back to back announcement here, gameplay trailer here, like hardware stuff. It's all happening. So they kick things off with announcing the uh, slimmer version of the Xbox One, which they have deemed the Xbox One S, uh, which I thought was. Uh, interesting microsoft and uh apple there with the apple s phones and then microsoft's now gone to call their console an s version but anyway um what did we make of this Uh, Uh, it hmm. looks like a ps2 (laughs) (laughs) it does oh my god it totally does does. it looks it looks nice I like the kind of like the like the whole kind of meshy bit. I think I think it looks good. I think the controller redesign is quite nice too. I like the fact that um, they've got the custom controllers you can now do. Uh, but uh, uh, yes, I, like I don't know, man. Like I just don't really know who this console is for. Because um, they're passionate fans, I think will have an Xbox, uh, or they're gonna just hang out for this new one that they tease at the end. Uh, so like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's cool that it's so much smaller. It's cool that it's got a two terabyte hard drive. It's not cool that it's the same price as, uh, an Xbox one originally was at launch here in Australia. It's still going to be 550 bucks. Um, so I just don't see 
it doing that well. Um, and I kind of see it being a waste of time. Like, I think that it had been better just to uh, hold back until they had more to say about Scorpio. Because um, I felt kind of bad, like, posting this thing and saying, like, oh, it's available for pre-order now, but do you really want to pre-order it? Like, do you maybe not want to save that money and wait, like, a year or two for the next one? Um, yeah, that's just my feeling about it. With the idea yeah, it's of interesting. Uh, Scorpio on the horizon, yeah, I go, Matt. don't see this as a viable example. Um, yeah. You know, in fact, I, th- I, th- I kind of find, like, we'll talk about Scorpio after, but I kind of feel like Microsoft, you know, are shooting themselves in the foot a little bit here because they're just, you know, releasing too many options uh, in a relatively small time frame, which is going to alienate their user base, as you said, so... Yeah, that being said, like, they do have a lot of good games announced during this conference. Uh, and uh, at a price of 300 bucks in the US, maybe some people would be tempted just to drop the money there and then just so they can play these games when they get released, uh, for, like, fully expecting to upgrade kind of like a year or two down the line, or maybe just kind of leaving it at that, because they have promised to support it down the line. So maybe people just go, okay, I'll just get this Xbox One S and be done with Xbox for this generation um, until whatever the xbox 2 comes out or whatever um but i don't know what do you reckon of this new steven of a, of a slimmer console the thing i found most interesting is i saw a few people posting the the back of it and all the ports and apparently yep. there was no connect port there, there so... is no connect port so they uh, okay. this is another thing that they said post-conference there is no connect port um but they will be selling a usb adapter uh, if you want to oh, use it okay. but you know they're pretty much giving connect the kiss of death here like they're they're sending it off to die yeah and i mean just in general with the the slim machine it seems really weird as you say to price it at the price the xbox one was at the start of our generation here Mm. and it's not including the connect which was kind of the reason it was so expensive back then and it's no more powerful than the current xbox one so i don't know unless you really like set like um you know got your space issues or anything i can't see any reason why why you wouldn't just get a much cheaper original console at this point. There was yeah. a suggestion yeah, that there was a additional GPU or something in there to increase the workload. I don't know where I read that, but there was a suggestion that, yeah, apparently there was something in there to make it a little better. But Yeah, know. so it's got, like, HDR functionality and stuff. Like, it's got, uh, like, yes. minor improvements, which maybe it's got, like, a little bit extra juice to counter for, but I don't think overall it's as powerful as it is. It's got, like, 4K output, which, so maybe it's, like, a not a bad kind of 4K player to, for people to get. Um but yeah, like I just, I just don't think like this is going to be a huge win for Microsoft, um, uh, and yeah, it doesn't really make sense that it's the same price as it was for the Xbox One originally. Like I just, yeah, I can't see this being a big system. I can't be see it being a big seller. It's now that you mentioned the, um, um, yeah, now that you mentioned the 4K HDR and all that, that's mm. that's a really good point because I think. The people that have a 4K TV or even more of like a TV capable of HDR, they're really struggling to find anything to use on it at this point. Yeah. And if they can just display games in HDR and make, you know, justify their thousands of dollars on a new TV, maybe that's where the extra hundred or so is worthwhile. Mm, mm. I don't know. There's so many other problems surrounding 4K content that I just don't, mm. I, I don't see the necessity to have a 4K player yet, um, despite having a TV capable of it. Like, it's just too, like, you can't, Australian internet's really kind of just too lousy to stream it unless you're lucky enough to have the NBN already. Uh, mm. And there's not a huge amount of physical content released. The only way it might be if you kind of, you know, download 4K files. But uh, yeah, like I just, 
I don't know. There, there's not enough in this console all up that I think makes makes it like a sensible a sensible purchase. Um, but, you know, that's just my opinion. If you haven't got an Xbox and you're really keen for some of these games, then I'd recommend that. You know, like Rise of the Tomb Raider came out. I had to get an Xbox to play that. So, like, that was my reason for getting it. Maybe people have the same same sort of reasoning for Gears of War four, for example. Yeah, well, I mean, coupling all the hardware kind of stuff together, um, since we're talking about consoles, they also gave a bit of a tease about Project Scorpio. Uh, mm. They're like high-end uh, console. They didn't really announce anything, obviously. It's just an idea in the works. They know where they want it to head. Uh, talking about 4K gaming, 300 gigabytes of memory per second, six teraflops in performance, if that's your thing. So it sounds like a bloody powerhouse. Um, but really like kind PC. of just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, really not too much to it. Um, there's nothing really out there. We don't know what it looks like. We really don't know all the specs yet, uh, but they did tease it at the very end just to couple it there with the, uh, Xbox S. Um, unless anyone's got anything to mention about Project Scorpio, I will uh, other than, Not other than they handled the announcement really well, I think. Like, it was just kind of nice and low-key. They're just like, this is what we've got in mind. We haven't really got anything to show yet. We're not going to announce date or anything. Like, we're just brainstorming some ideas, essentially. I think it was just really nicely done. Yeah, I mean, some of the other kind of, I guess, uh, system things they announced, they're talking about Xbox Anywhere, so this ability to buy a game once and play it on multiple devices, kind of like what we're seeing with, I guess, movies these days with Ultraviolet and things. So you get a copy for Xbox, you'll also be able to get a copy for PC in the one purchase, which is pretty cool. Um, men, uh, you and mentioned before about Xbox Design Lab, so you can now create your own controller, any colors on any of the aspects of the controllers. You can also tag it with your name or uh, player tag, whatever you want to do, which is really, really cool. Uh, Xbox Live got an update. you got background music now. Cortana is introduced. Clubs is a cool new thing, so you can join community groups. Uh, looking for groups as well. So if you want to kind of say, hey, I'm on the division and I need someone that's like this and this, then you can put out those little ads. Uh, Arenas is their kind of, I guess, uh, example of uh, esports I, uh, kind of thing. You know, they got tournaments and, and competitions available through that. So quite a bit of, uh, I guess, system updates there as well as the games that we'll get into now. But anyone want to mention anything? Those custom controllers are wicked. Sorry, yeah, Steven, I just oh, had to I know, say I, that. I we need to that. get pressed out ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to get Xboxes first. Mind you, you can use any PCs. Um, but uh, well, yeah, it's so cool. now for the controller. <laughs> yeah. Very, very, very cool. I like the fact that you can even change the color, like the D-pad, and I think even some of the face buttons too. Yeah. Um, mm, just yeah. really, really nice. Puts a lot of the people that were doing this independently out of business. <laughs> but uh, <Yeah. laughs> from what I hear, they're pretty true. reasonably priced. Um, like I think a new controller kind of sets you back around like 60 or 70 US dollars. So not too dissimilar to what it is here. Um, but they're only going to be like 80 bucks, I think off the Xbox store and maybe kind of like 90. This is all in US, uh, if you want it engraved. Um, but you know, pretty cool, pretty neat. Sorry, Steven, I interrupted you and it kind of got traced away. What, what were you going to say? I honestly can't remember, but the controls oh, are very no. exciting. Sorry, <laughs> ah, good one. All, all is good. <laughs> Actually, right, well, on the controllers, now that you've, now that we're back on that, um, any word on whether they're available in Australia or going to be? I don't. US centric. 
Yeah, I don't know no yet because all the news was US had drink. I imagine they will. Um, but yeah, maybe not for the time being. You know, when the when Stay tuned to well into its life uh, in Australia and they'll finally go, oh yeah, you can get Xbox One custom controllers in Australia. <laughs> you know, like yeah. once the Scorpio is like high selling and everything. Yeah, maybe. Okay, Well, we there are... I- Sorry, there are a ton of games here. So we're just going to go through all of these. If you'd want to say something, interrupt me because, oh my God, there's a whole bunch of things. <laughs> sure. So Killer Instinct was the first game that was announced with General Ram, uh, who was a part of the original Gears of War series, will now be in season three of Killer Instinct. I have no idea what Killer Instinct is. Is it a fighting <laughs> game? I have no idea. What is it? Someone... Uh- I think my favorite part about this is that how much Killer Instinct is basically becoming Microsoft Smash Bros. Like, they're just throwing all yeah. of their franchises in, and it's so fun. But they did buy it from Nintendo in the first place, so... That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool. I know a lot of people are excited about it. Like, it's... I think uh, on Xbox, it does have a particularly... Like, a pretty particularly decent following in terms of fighting games. Um, mm. So, it's cool that they've got new characters coming their way. I think it's free for people this week, uh, which is also pretty neat. Um, but, yeah, like, obviously, not. I'm not a big fighting guy, so I wasn't overly excited about it. Awesome. Uh, next up, we had Forza Horizon 3, which on September 27th, Australia is going to be the talk of the world because it is uh, the game based in Australia, which is very, very cool. It was cool to see the kangaroos jumping around in the uh, trailer there. Um, Matt, is it you that's a Forza fan or am I thinking of someone else? No, you're thinking of someone else, but the Medi, I, I think this is. game because of the Medi, um, that's it. The the map that apparently is so incorrect, it's not funny. Uh, apparently, like oh, really? valleys in Queensland, uh, <laughs> and it takes about ten minutes to drive from there to the Twelve Apostles. Uh, <laughs> oh, so good. So yeah, appar- apparently they've completely screwed up the map, and the game hasn't even you know hit launch yet. So. Yeah, I'm I, like I've fallen away from racing games a little bit. I used to be crazy into them, uh, but I've fallen away from them. But that being said, like I'm absolutely getting this game, um, largely because it's just set in Australia, and I think that's really cool. I think it's a shame that the map sounds a little off, but I think aesthetically they nailed it. Um, I loved seeing that like snippet of them kind of driving through all the the mountain ash trees, uh, all the eucalyptus. I thought that was like just wicked, like. Yeah, really excited for this. Mate, mate, look at it this way. If you can't drive a Holden in it, it's not going to be Australian now, is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah I, 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 I suspect there'll be plenty of Holdens in it, don't you worry. <laughs> Just uh, drive past a big 4X or a VB uh, factory. I hope they great. have like a challenge, which is like... Uh, you know, take a photo with every big thing on the map. Like <laughs> yes. they have like the big ram and the big pineapple and stuff like this kind of all just dotted around and you have to go and collect them all. You know what would be interesting? Thing. Whether or not you can like drive on uh, Ayers Rock. No. I <laughs> that could be controversial. I, uh, I, I doubt that. I'm actually uproar. <laughs> Every everyone will want to come to Australia and be like, "Hey, when do we get to go drive on Air Rocks?" And we'll all be like, "No, no, 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 no." They did drive. I heard on we some can beaches. do donuts up there. 
<laughs> anyway, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, Recall gameplay was released. I think previously we had or, only seen like a, a teaser or a story trail. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, yeah. we did see some gameplay uh, happen this time, which it looks interesting. I vaguely remember when we first heard about and saw uh, Recall, and it looks different maybe than what I remember, or maybe I was thinking something else. But anyone got anything to say about Recall? Just no? that I w- yes. <laughs> just that I want to like this game, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it. I didn't have a great look to it, but yeah. I'm sure it has a fan base. There. Like it's got Unifay behind it. Like it should be. It should be good. It, like I should want to like it, but it. It's just not. It's, I'm just not there yet. Yeah. I really um, like the look of the trailer. At least like all the like cool color effects they had when introducing uh, the characters. That looked really awesome. Like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty positive for it just because, you know, A, because of Inafune as much as his name doesn't mean as much anymore, but also like X metroid Prime team, there's, there's good people there. It's, it's got to be good, yeah. right? Yeah. That happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to move through the next three, because we've kind of seen a bit of this as far as I know. So we've got Final Fantasy 15. Gameplay looked pretty cool in no, terms of that. No, it didn't at all. It did not we'll at to, all. We'll get to that I, when we so, when we shoehorn it into Sony. I reckon we talk about it more there. No, yeah. no, no. But the gameplay okay. was uh, the gameplay was predominantly shown at Xbox, so we need to discuss it here. Like all it right. was, okay. okay, go, Ewan. <laughs> go down on. The lore, I'm sorry, but uh, like okay. So super excited for an action like an like a, a real time action Final Fantasy game. Yes. Like I'm not a big turn based guy, so I was looking forward <laughs> no. to this. That being said, yes. I don't know if it just didn't demo well or whatever, but, like, the guy just, like, the, it looked really clunky. He wasn't able to avoid the attacks. Like, he constantly kept getting hit. It just didn't demo well at all, um, which was concerning. So That's you just thoughts. didn't like his mad skills. Well, I, I think, I think skills. he just sucked. I think the creator of the game yeah. sucked at his <laughs> own game. Uh, well, you make so a game and not, then you play it at E3, Ewan. He's, no, if he, he's not if fair he to play the games. He's fair to delicate. I don't have time for him, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, anyway, is that all you want to say? You want to yeah, say I'm... more? Are we cool to move on? Yes. yes. Sorry. Thank you. No, that's okay. Um, uh, the Division, the first expansion, so Underground was announced. So uh, Xbox players get a full 30 days uh, early access to that. Uh, as well as early access to Battlefield 1, 2. So just two little announcements there about games we already know about. Uh, like I said, interject if you need to. I just uh, want to... Mike, yeah, go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interjecting everything. I've got way too many things to say. Uh, I just want to say, super annoying that this comes to Xbox players a full 30 days beforehand, and then their second expansion yeah. they announced at the Sony conference or uh, Ubisoft conference or whatever comes to PlayStation 30 seconds ahead of xbox 30 seconds couldn't they have just 30, uh, 30 seconds Whoa. sorry 30 30 days <laughs> couldn't, couldn't they have just averaged them out and just had them release on the same day for all consoles why does it have to be such a scrap fest that one expansion comes to xbox early and one expansion comes to playstation early come uh, on Ewan, yeah Ewan, it's called the division yeah oh, oh. Well, played, sure. well done well bonus done point. bonus points to matt keep him <laughs> score um, well, I, t- I guess talking about different consoles and playing things on different things like crossplay—that was terrible. Uh, Minecraft. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Minecraft announced uh, a little bit of a cro crossplay thing happening. So crossplay for Xbox One, PC, Android, and iOS devices, as well as Gear VR. Um, we saw a little bit of a demo. They also have texture packs coming out. Um, I think that was about it. Dedicated servers as well, private servers that you can create um, that people can join. So I know that none of us are really big Minecraft fans. I don't know, Steven, are you? Do you play some Minecraft? Not, not huge. I played it a little bit when it came out on PS4, but I think the dedicated servers could be fun. Like just at the moment to play multiplayer, you all have to be on there at the same time, or at least the owner of the world has to be on for you to visit. Yeah. And being able to just visit a world without you know, calling whoever it is to say, hey, boot up your PS4. It'd be nice. Although PS4 is not be, on the list, is it? No. <laughs> but um, yeah, it'll be interesting because I think at the moment you got to buy a server and then that's how you start one up. So it'll be interesting to mm. see if that's still a case or there's a little bit more of like, um, I don't even know the word. Maybe like included anyway. in an Xbox Live sub or something. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? We'll soon find out. Maybe it will make us all play Minecraft. Um, but moving on, we got more games. So We Happy Few, we saw some gameplay to this, uh, which I think a lot of people were excited about. Do we have any We Happy Few fans amongst us? It looks good. But, uh, yeah, like... I got man, no idea just... what it's about. Yeah, it, like, uh, they did show off uh, a gameplay trailer that looks pretty good. And, uh, like, yet another one of these games that just oozes Bioshock to me. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it uh, it looks really cool. Like, it's got, like, a really kind of sinister sort of undertone. Um, so to explain it to you, Jake, it's like uh, they're supposed to take joy pills or something to keep them happy, and one guy stops taking his joy pills and realizes that the world's really kind of screwed up. Um, right. So uh, it looks interesting, but... I don't know. It's it's like hard. Like there's so many kind of games. I'm just numb. I guess yeah. uh, we numb, have a few to move on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. It's just gonna get worse from here. I'm on gonna here. deduct um, points for that one now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Matt. Really, you really went there with that joke. Oh, <laughs> hey, oh. oh yeah, stop. I did. We've got three more um, conferences yeah, next, to go. Oh, <laughs> next game announced was Gwent, the Witcher card game. Um, you, were, you were super keen playing Gwent when you are playing The Witcher, weren't you? I vaguely uh, remember you saying yeah, that. Yeah, I was. Like, there was so much to do in that game. I spent very little time doing any one thing. Uh, but yeah, Gwent's cool. Like, it was an, it's an awesome idea. Um, I think I'd probably prefer to get like a physical deck and play this with my mates rather than play a digital one. But I don't know. Like I see a lot of these kids playing Hearthstone and stuff on buses, and yeah. maybe maybe I could mm. do the same thing. Uh, I think they, did they say it was coming to mobile devices? I'm not entirely sure. No, on that one. I, think I don't it's think just, they did. Just um, PC and consoles at the moment. But I I, I think uh, this has been long asked for. I can see myself dabbling with it a little bit. Okay, let's just... I'm going to move straight through all of these because we've got to move on to the next conference. So once again, interject if you need to. We saw gameplay on Tekken 7. Tekken 7 looked pretty cool. cool. The trailer was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, good interjection. Uh, Dead Rising <laughs> 4 we saw as well. A little bit of a Yay, festive theme to that one. Yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, Scalebound, we saw some co-op gameplay which uh, looks very, very cool. Giant lizards. Um, yeah. I know nothing about Scalebound. <laughs> Neither do I, but hey, it's there. Watch the trailer. Woo! Um, sea of Thieves looks like a fun one. I think we should definitely play some Let's Play on this. Yeah, uh, Pirate little game versus Yeah, can we promise to get be your less crew annoying together. than those people, though? 
No, but they're like all YouTubers. We all have to be like that. Oh my but god! The law. But they we're were like, sinking. "Oh guys, the ship's sinking. What do we do?" It's like, uh, "Get out of the ship." I'm gonna shoot a cannon at the floor. <laughs> it's like, "Oh guys, they uh, sunk it. Yeah, go us." It just, it just like they they claim to have been letting people genuinely play this game, and not true. It was entirely scripted. Like, just let have an on stage demo. It is that easy. Yeah, that, that would have worked to do way better, I reckon. Um, we also saw a State of Decay 2 be announced with an official uh, trailer for that one coming yeah. 2017. Time out. Don't, Time be, out. don't be left for dead with that one. Big State of Decay fan. <laughs> what was that? No. Don't be left for dead with that one. Good one. So, State of Decay, the first game, was really, really super cool. Uh and what I always hoped it would have is some sort of co-op, like online co-op integration. I'm hoping that's what State of Decay 2 is. Because um, if it is, it'll be like the version of Daisy I always wanted. Yeah. Um, mm. So, yeah, fingers crossed for that one. Super excited for State of Decay 2. Cool. And uh, last but not least, uh, Halo Wars 2. So if you're super keen, the beta is now uh, live, so you can go download that. But that should be released... Well, so far on track for release in February 2017. So uh, I have not played the first one, but I know this was very uh, popular with a lot of people. Anyone got anything to say? Stop making. I think it's pretty Halo awesome that it's one of, of those Empire. play anywhere games. Whoa! 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 whoa, <laughs> whoa. So much to say. Too many people <laughs> talking up. at me at once. Stephen first. Okay, Stephen can go first. No, Stephen first. Uh, yeah, I just reckon it's really awesome. <laughs> I reckon it's really awesome. People, Jake? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I should we let did. you host. Uh, uh, no, no, go, Steven, go. Cool. Um, yeah, I reckon it's really awesome that it's an Xbox Play Anywhere game. So, like, I played the first one a bit, but I kind of wanted to be having a mouse and a keyboard, and I can now, and that's really good. I assume, anyway. Solid. And Matt, what did you have to say? Stop making Halo RTS and give me a new Age of Empires, goddammit. Ah, uh, yes, that needs to happen for yeah, sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I've not one played game... RTS since, since Age of Empires. Yeah, <laughs> that is the one game that my wife, like Sarah, plays or wants to play all the time and funnily enough, her mum as well. So if that <laughs> would happen, they'd get off my back with me trying to get it somehow on their computers with Ain't, ain't a Thing. Of all the games <laughs> they want to play, they want to play Age of Empires. I know, I know. It's that weird is... and... Yeah, I the don't know. The nostalgia is real. The nostalgia is real, real. <laughs> um, cool. Well, that brought an end to uh, Microsoft's conference right there. You can uh, f chase it all up, watch all those gameplays, read a little bit more about all those games that we quickly passed through on our website. Uh, but next up was Ubisoft, which I think was a nice little refreshing uh, change. Ubisoft always has a, a fun, light-hearted kind of conference, so it was uh, good to see some... Uh, innuendos and jokes and swearing happening the, everything had been a little bit more serious uh, up until the lead up to this uh, but they kick things off with a Just Dance 17 announcement so they, we got giraffes on stage and lions dancing which <laughs> was weird uh, but you know good way to start a conference I guess <laughs> anyone keen for Just Dance? Uh, no no, <laughs> no. 
Matt, Sorry to can break you please it to you, film yourself uh, playing this when it comes out? I want to see your dance moves. Uh, I, I can see myself playing it with uh, quite a bit of inebriation uh, at a party or something. Um, otherwise, no. <laughs> just, just no. Damn. Well, maybe you might get a little bit more wild for Ghost Recon Wildlands, hey? Yeah. This is clapping. Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. A point to uh, Yeah, we saw some massive gameplay trailers for uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, which actually looks pretty cool. I know, was it myself, Medi, and you, Ewan, watching this at the time? And we were yeah, all like, man, so. we have got to play this together. Yeah, yeah, this looks like a great sort of co-op game, uh, much in the way that I think the Division like was originally demoed. Uh, yeah. You've kind of got like your squad, uh, there's heaps of communication. The communication they had in the trailer is like very scripted, but um, I like the idea of kind of like performing this kind of tactical kind of stealth ops mission, trying to take out a target or whatever. Um, the gameplay looked very seamless. Uh, it transitioned from being sort of an infantry combat sort of stealth game to a vehicle combat game very smoothly. Um, it looks like a big sort of open world uh, and... I'm excited for it, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely going to play this one, guys. So the next thing they announced was South Park, the fractured butthole. I have to say that what, very staggeringly. I called you the fractured butthole because you are the fractured butthole. Someone has to but be. space hole. Oh, I just know. Um, so this know, is the I next Right. Sorry. <laughs> Ignore me. Ignore the me. next edition in the South Park uh, franchise, uh, following on from the Stick of Truth, looks very cool. I liked it how they said it's got a, a like a civil war kind of aspect to it. It is all superhero-y. It does make reference to Marvel and DC stuff. Um, actually, I thought this presentation was really good. Quality lols, and I'm not normally a South Park fan. Yeah, like we said that or, or as we were watching the uh, the conference, right, Jake? They're like not big, yeah. South, uh, not big South Park fans, but uh, it was funny and the game looks kind of fun. I like the fact that they uh, introduced kind of quite uh, RPG style kind of combat systems into this hmm. weird kind of quirky, goofy game. Um, it's like a nice little kind of juxtaposition that I think works quite well. So yeah, I think it looks cool. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be one that definitely gets a lot of people into it. Having that kind of, like, people go nuts for superhero stuff. So having that kind of aspect to mm. it, I think will get a lot of people into it. Whereas the first one, I think, was more just, if you're a South Park fan, you're definitely going to play this. But what were you going to say, Matt? I um I, I think that, you know, the, the, the qualities that uh, Trey Park and Matt Stone have had, not just with South Park, but with, you know, anything else they do, is the fact that even if you're not a fan of what, you know, like the franchise that it's a part of, you can be a fan of what's actually happening because they they find a way to suck you in and really sort of, you know, engage you. Um, and it's just that engaging experience that they provide in that kind of situation. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I was also reading here, which I didn't know, but the pre-orders for the game will also include the uh, copy of South Park, The Stick of Truth, which is cool. Yeah, a bit of a trend. So and there's also going to be a series of figurines coming out at the same sort of time too. The figurines oh. looked pretty cool. Based on the... Uh, You're going to go nuts on those. No, I won't. But, you know, like if I was... You love figurine stuff. Yeah, I know I love figurines, <laughs> but only for Star Wars. Ah, uh, all right. Um, Matt, you got something to say? 
No, no, no. That was that was what I wanted to say. Oh, that was before. Yeah. Matt, you got something to say? You got something to say, Matt? You got something to say? I said you had something to say, Matt. Why don't you just so come out and say, say it, Matt? Something. Say it to my face. You, you just want to you just want to call me a fractured butthole again, don't you? I do. You fractured butthole. Um, anyone want to say anything else, or can I move on? Uh, no, and you can skip the division too because I've already ranted. Yeah, we heard about, about that. that. Skins for oh, uh, for Rainbow well, Six Ghost Recon Splinter Cell are pretty cool, but you have to be an Ubi Club member, and who wants those pop ups? Shit, no one. <laughs> Am I right? No, Maybe I do. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. You can have that. You're a fractured <laughs> butthole, so you'd probably do want that. <laughs> um, anyway, oh yes, this brings me to what bloody I. I, ca- I can't stay on this game. I love Eagle how excited you are for this game. <laughs> I just... Eagle Flight VR. Oh, my God. So, this this concept is you're obviously doing this VR and you're an eagle and you fly around. Like, that just... I just... I can't comprehend how someone sat down and thought this was a good idea for a game. And then they showcased this multiplayer aspect where it was like capture the flag. And I'm like, Why? Like, why? This is just dumb. Yeah, it was weird, Capture the flag? Yes, capture the flag. Yes. (laughs) Matt's like, I don't understand. What what did you have? And the eagles were shooting each other. Sounds awesome. Is this some kind of American propaganda video? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was actually... Miracle! It took place in Paris. We're eagles. We fly around with shotguns and captain flags. Miracle. Eagle flight. <laughs> Hell yeah. In, in Paris. <laughs> I think that's a good um, summary of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you and you mentioned during watching this that you're like, oh, this looks fun. And I was like, oh, God, all respect lost. <laughs> it, it, it does look fun. It looks, it looks like the kind of game that I would play at PAX at an indie booth and then never touch again. Like, that's what, like, it looks oh, like the kind sure. of game that I would have fun in a situation where there's, like, other people I can play with, but in, I can't seem like sitting down at home and playing with some of my friends is, like, what I'm trying <laughs> to say. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, seem, it seems more like a tech demo of what VR can do than the game itself, but... Like it's an interesting idea. Like maybe it's super fun to play. I don't. I don't know. Steven, would you hop into this at all? I I thought it might have been kind of cool if you were I don't know doing cool eagle things and attacking the other eagles with your claws and your beak and all the ultraviolet yeah. stuff. Because I guess I'm an ultraviolet person. But you shoot air at them. <laughs> like why? You shoot air at them. I don't understand. understand. Oh, yeah, they I think that's what it is. How do how do birds like, shoot <laughs> air? Like it's, like, I don't know. The setting Dude, looks cool. The like lifestyle looks cool. Video games, man. I like the idea of being like able to fly in VR, but mm. I don't really want to play capture the flag but, with eagles that shoot but air do at it, each other. <laughs> yeah. They could have done it with like superheroes or something like that. Something that just makes a little bit more sense. Not. Who goes and sits down and is like, yeah, I want to, I want to play as an eagle for an hour, like, yeah. <laughs> this should have been like just like all out, like, yeah, you play as like these super stylized cartoon birds that smoke cigars and have massive like shotguns yeah. strapped to their backs. Like it should yes. have been like just totally wacky. It should have embraced it, but it's not. Like it's gone. Oh, it's a nice relaxing eagle game where you spit air at each other and play capture the flag, and it's like, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. 
and they're, they're right in the middle of a city and there's bloody just elephants in the park and giraffes and stuff that makes no sense it looks cool like it's kind of like a a post-apocalyptic Paris, I guess. I don't know. Maybe this is what Paris looks what? like after the most recent floods they've had. I, but, like, there are <laughs> trees like kind of growing everywhere. Paris. And, like, I think they said zoo animals have broken out and, like, roaming around. I'm like, that's cool. Uh, I like the idea of nature reclaiming the city. But let me just explore that word, world. Don't box me off in an area with other birds shooting air at me fighting over a ball. <sighs> And as an uh, eagle, you have to shoot the other animals in the face <laughs> while capturing flags. Actually, that would be a great little video. Just do like David Attenborough style stuff, but to like the gameplay of this. Um, <laughs> the wild, the wild bald eagle shoots the other eagle in the face. He falls from the sky and lands in an explosion that takes out three city blocks. <laughs> also, there's a giraffe in the street. <laughs> You guys but, are pretty um, decent show... impersonations. I like it. <laughs> they also showcased uh, more VR stuff. So the next one was Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Um, Boo, it's not Star it so. Wars. Make yeah, it so. Know, right? <laughs> but it was interesting because, like, I mean, it will excite fans, but it's basically a flight simulator without actual flying you're just in the cockpit of the uh, enterprise and then everyone has their uh i guess positions and roles to do so someone's the pilot someone does the shooting someone does light speed i don't know what the proper terms are for all this so star trek <laughs> you take that back there are kids there are kids out there and people my age and people older than me who have wanted for like so long to sit there and pretend they're on the bridge of a starship and oh, now this yeah. gives them the chance Oh, this I'm not. I'm like definitely not awesome. uh, disagreeing with that. Um, yeah, I think I think definitely there'll be a lot of people that absolutely need this and uh, will spend a lot of times uh, with their friends and family having a good go at it. Um, but I think outside the realm of Star Trek fans, that it probably won't uh, won't appeal to the masses. I couldn't have said it better, Jake. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anyway, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I'm honored that you say that, Ewan, because the next <laughs> game up is For Honor. God, I'm doing so well. Um, this no, actually no, looked no. really cool. So we got a little bit of a tease of For Honor last E3, but this E3 we got an epic cinematic uh, story campaign trailer, which was very cool. And we also got some gameplay. So uh, Ewan, what did you make of this? Super cool. Uh, I Vikings, come on. I love that Vikings are a thing now. Thank you, E3, for listening to my cries, Vikings. Um, but yeah, I, it's got a story campaign that's great. I didn't like the idea of it always being multiplayer. Frankly, people are better at me, and I would lose all the time, and that's not fun. Um, but single player is good. Yeah, gameplay looked nice. I like the fact that there is kind of like all these enemies, and you can kind of pick and choose which enemies you want to attack. Um, but it kind of makes you feel like you're in kind of one of these battles um, by the looks of things. So, yeah, super cool. Nice, deathly, deadly, gritty, gory death animations. Nice. I like it. Um, going around the team, what are we going to play as? You and who, what are you going to pick? Definitely Viking, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Vikings all the way, man. Yeah. Uh, Is Matt, there another class? Yeah, there's <laughs> Vikings, uh, Samurais, and... Knights? Is knights. that what we'd call it? Knights? Yeah. <sighs> Lame knights. Uh, 
Yeah, lame. No, Matt, what the, what will you the samurai? The samurai for sure, man. Because like you know, if you if you have the honor of killing someone, you have the honor of killing someone, and then if you dishonor that, then you just like you know, put the sword through yourself like that <laughs> Japanese ritual. So I'm gonna do that most of the time because I'm normally not that good at these games. So you know, most you're of the time we just be like, oh, I'm you're just, a traditional I'm man. Into the dark place, apparently. Yes. <laughs> anyway, in the game, I'm not going to kill myself in real life. What are you talking about? Um, well, um, my, why Steven, is Matt responding? <laughs> Carry on. Move Carry on, on. Uh, please. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Steve, what, what, what will you I'm, play as? I'm, I'm on Team Viking. Like, I just want to be able to scream and have a reason for it on my TV. Yeah, just no. yell that at people is as a I good destroy them with my axe. I like it. Uh, I think I'd go samurai as well. So maybe when this comes out, we could have an epic samurai versus a uh, Viking battle. Woo! Yeah. All the poor knights on the side. No one wants Bring to be them. it on, Jake. Let's do uh, it. The next two games that came up, we have the uh, sequel to Grow Home, which is Grow Up. Super uh, cool. And we also had Trials of the Blood Dragon, which was a little bit left field. I don't know if anyone else yes. saw that coming. Um, but yeah, a little, a little bit of a, a different spin-off on the Trials game. So there's that one there for everyone. So can I, can I ask uh, you this? With, with the yeah. trial, so it's Trials crossed with Far Cry Blood Dragon. Is that what this is? No, I think, I think what Ubisoft is doing is just taking anything and adding that retro 80s style thing yep. and, to, <laughs> and calling it Blood Dragon. I think that's uh. going to be their thing from now on. <laughs> okay. Is Blood Dragon a thing that I don't know about? Like, it's... Does it refer, like, outside of Ubisoft, does it refer to 80s stuff? No, I think it's just a cool name that sounds like it's from the 80s. So, you know, it kind of sounds like it would be an 80s ninja film or something. It so, sounds like Yu-Gi-Oh you know, it... card. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> well, you're too, you're too young to be, you know, part of the whole 80s obsession thing. So, <laughs> you know, that's probably why you don't get it. Fair play, fair play. 90s um, kids represent. They did really well, though, representing... Or recreating, sorry, the uh, 80s uh, ad for that. I definitely recommend going to watch that. That's on our um, website as well. Um, yeah, super but cool. the big two announcements of Ubisoft, we had Watch Dogs 2, which definitely has a way different vibe than Watch Dogs 1. I've, like, this is definitely, and, and Medi was saying it, I think it was Medi that was saying it, um, definitely has more of a... Uh, like a, a cooler, uh, funner vibe to it. Like it's much more like a hey, we're a hacker group, and it's cool to be a part of it. But um, I don't know who who's keen for this. Who like Watch Dogs One didn't really have a good reaction to when it actually came out. So does this change anyone's reactions or anticipations for it? Anyone? No. Okay. Okay. So I'll chime in. No. Um, so. <laughs> Watch Dogs looked really cool to me. I'm talking about the first game initially. Yeah. Uh, then it came out, and I got into it a little bit, and then it just kind of just didn't really go anywhere. The car driving got me really annoyed. Missions started Agreed. feeling repetitive. Like, it just fell flat. Um, and yeah. this game doesn't look different enough from the original Watch Dogs to have me head over heels yet. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that it's tonally different. I think that is... A good thing. Uh, the tone was all off in the first game. Um, that being said, like I, I didn't see enough from this gameplay that made me go, "Wow, they're really bringing their A game here." Um, 
So, yeah, still skeptical on this point, I'm afraid. Want to like it? Don't yet. I agree with you and wholeheartedly. Uh, The first one looked really cool. Uh, I managed to get a free copy and I played it and I was like, wow, this is so not what I wanted. Um, And then, yeah. Did you get a free um, copy because someone was just throwing out of their bedroom apartment and just, uh, you just (laughs) in your lap? No, it's, it's in that phase where we worked for a particular game retailer Ah, Um, and, and staff were guaranteed a free copy. So uh, I took it home and I played it for like two days and not straight. I mean like two days in like about three hour segments and I did not touch it since I have not put it back in the console since the second time I played it. So that's how Same. unimpressed I was with it. Yeah, I didn't get through the first act purely because, like, it just said that my other mission was over on the other side of the map, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not driving over there. Forget that. <laughs> it just it dragged on so long. Like, it, it yeah. felt like, you know, someone had taken GTA and taken all the handling out of the cars and all of the power out of the weapons, and then overlaid this dodgy cell phone network thing, and just gone. Yeah, here you go. This is this is this is fun. And you're like, no, it's not. And like, no, 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 this is fun. You're like, no, it just it really isn't. Like, no, 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 seriously, it's fun. The the premise um, was really bit... nice, and I like the sort of the infiltration mission idea. I like I like that sort of style of gameplay where you've got like um uh, an outpost or something to raid and clear. I like that kind of thing, but uh, yeah, it just doesn't wasn't executed well enough. Um, yeah. So hopefully they improve that this time around. Well, with that, I think let's move on to the last bit of uh, Ubisoft, which we all thought was pretty cool. This is a new uh, game. It is called Steep. So it's a new open world action snow sports uh, exploration kind of game. A lot of like little adjectives there. Uh, but this looks really cool. So the premise is that, yeah, it is open world. You're on these like snow mountains. Uh, you can snowboard, you can ski, you can uh, wingsuit down the mountain, you can parachute. There's so much that you can do, uh, interact with friends, do time trials, all this cool stuff. It does definitely look like a really interesting uh, game and something we definitely haven't seen before. Uh, you and you were pretty keen when we were watching the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So I've talked about Burnout Paradise in the past, right? And what I loved about that game uh, was that you could kind of like find a spot on the map to have like an insane jump on it and try and perfect that jump and then try and compete against your friends to do like the most amount of barrel rolls on that jump or whatever. And this game like seems to have that kind of thing down pat. Um, I love the open world nature of it. I love that you can kind of just get dropped in and you can descend down the mountain however you want. It invites you to get creative and that ability to rewind up your path and showcase yeah. those like, really cool sections of it, see your replays, send them to your friends, stuff like that. I think it's really neat. Um, so definitely a game that I think would benefit from that sort of social interaction. But also it looks like a nice one that you could kind of just get lost in, a sort of a single player game uh, and just kind of like spend an hour or two, just kind of chill out. Uh, no pun intended, uh, and s- ski down oh, some snow good slopes. One. Uh, Steven, are you keen to uh, hit the slopes at all with this one? I kind of am, actually. Like, I I really, really enjoyed the old SSX games back in, like, yeah. PS2 GameCube mm-hmm. era, but the 360 one didn't grab me for whatever reason. So I'm hoping this does, because, like, some of the most fun I had back on SSX on tour was the mode where you could just start at the top of the mountain and go the whole way down in one, you know, one run. And this is just kind of like that, except, you know, 
multiple generations later. So it looks really fun. What amazes um, me about Matt, this is that yeah, uh, uh, is that like Ubisoft have dev teams kind of working on games like this. Like, you know, mm. they they could have had this this team kind of producing out producing some new Assassin's Creed game. Um, but I respect that they've given them an the opportunity to develop this game based on like I think they were talking about seeing the mountains outside their studio windows and uh, and getting mm. inspiration off that. And I think that's really cool that they've been given that creative freedom and not have been and haven't necessarily been told to do something. Um, so yeah, I think it's really cool. I think it's something that appeals to not only just winter sports fans but uh, or action sports fans, but people in general. Maddie, are you gonna are you gonna join us with uh, playing some steep when it comes out? Uh, there's there's a possibility. I mean, the the last time, like I I never really got into like SSX and all that, but um, yeah, I kind of did have fun in GTA, getting on like a mountain bike and just biking around the mountain, you know, especially in GTA Five before someone you know tried to fly a plane into me. As I was along. So, you know, take out that plane element, and yeah, it probably that was me. I'm sorry, Matt. Ex- I just couldn't resist. Yeah, going to the extreme and and kind of you know doing stuff like that. I mean, I think I, as I quoted on the Facebook page when I posted the link, it was like you know the uh, the danger of extreme sports without leaving the safety of your you know your couch. So yeah, um, but yeah, it looks really cool. If you want to watch the gameplay footage, head to our website and have a look at our summary of Ubisoft. Uh, the beta at some stage will come out, so if you want to register to, for that, you can go to steepgame.com as well. Uh, register and hopefully get a, a code when that comes out. But that was Ubisoft, a little bit of fun. So last but not least, we have Sony, which was massive. Mind-blowing stuff. <laughs> Yeah, that is the sound of everyone's minds just exploding <laughs> against our walls, um, which is kind of disgusting now that I said it. But speaking of gruesome, <laughs> they kick things off with God of War. Did that work? Kind of? Yeah. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Half point. You shouldn't have stopped. Okay, you should have just you. kept going. <laughs> yeah, I should have gone with it. Be confident, Jake, in your lame segues. Okay. Uh, yeah, they had a really cool uh, gameplay trailer for God of War, which... The moment everyone realized it was God of War, just the crowd erupted, which was really mm. cool to see. Um, but Sony I, had like this really cool conference with an orchestra playing and uh, uh, just like a massive stage, massive curtains. Like they did like the elegant, I'm going to call it elegant. They did the elegant really well uh, for this conference and, and definitely a, a good way to kick things off with God of War. So uh, who's keen for this? Yes. So keen. Heck so yeah. Keen. Yes. Look at that. Um, Resounding. Steven. Oh, everyone. <laughs> everyone's keen. Uh, Steven, have you played some God of War in the past? I've played a little bit. Like, I got probably three quarters through God of War 1, and I've played little bits of 2 and 3, but they never quite grabbed me for whatever reason. But, man, this just looks like it's taking kind of a Tomb Raider-y sort of, you know, yeah. exploration, and then you've got the melee combat and... It reminded me a little tiny bit of Dark Souls. Like, it's probably not a great comparison, but just, I don't know, you're going up, you know, hitting things, yeah. you can dodge roll, and they just, it looked really awesome to me, and I can't wait to give it a go. Yeah, I get that I, in the same boot. I am all over this, like, um, like a rash. Oh, I, I wanted to say that, but that <laughs> might sound weird. Then I wanted to say something else, but that might also sound weird. So I'm just going to say I'm going to be all over this. Um, I 
<laughs> I actually remember the first, back in the day, uh, when I first got into God of War, um, now back in the day when, when, you know, demos came on discs and you pre-ordered and you got a demo for the game or whatever, EB were giving them out. Um, and I, I actually didn't pre-order. They just gave me one of the demos and I was pretty much hooked from there because, um, you know, it was, it was gruesome. It was like a hack and slash, you know, sort of adventure game. And it was, you know, kind of something that hadn't been done at the time. And it, it I don't know, I kind of grew up with the, you know, the gruesome and the gruesomeness and the violence that, you know, <laughs> God of War brought to gaming. And then, you know, it, it added in sort of Greek mythology and then completely tore it apart, uh, which I thought was really cool. And now the fact that they're, you know, they've transitioned them. Um, like you and you wrote in the summary that it's a reboot. Um, I wasn't, wasn't mine, but yeah, it's a reboot, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's not really a reboot though, because like in looking at like the character model and stuff, like spoiler alert, if you haven't played it, but you've had like, you know, eight years or so to play it, I think, <laughs> um, uh, the ending of God of War three ends with him impaled with a giant sword and then, like, after the credits, you see, like, a pool of blood with a trail. So it basically means that he survived. But if you look at the character model, he's got a massive scar across his, you know, belly and chest. Mm. And so I'm pretty sure it's continuing on. I don't reckon it's a reboot. I reckon, you know, it's sort of a long time after he's killed the Greek gods and now he's going after the Norse gods. So Yeah, that'd be cool if, like, those gods all sort of coexist. Um I don't know, like, I, when I first saw it, I did think it was Kratos 2, too, just because the fact that, like, all the paint jobs, all this image just looks the same. Mm. I think the voice actor may be different, but... Um, uh, no, nah, same voice actor. It's the, sa- it's the same voice the actor? Okay. Voice. All right, there you go. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, could, it could well be a continuation. Um, that being said, I think it could still be considered a reboot just because it's kind of like, I feel like it's a segmentation of the series. Maybe he's kind of forgetting his past and starting a new one. Um, there's like a kid in the trailer. Mm. Maybe it's his own somehow. I don't know. Um, but, um, I've had no attachment to the God of War series, but I care a great deal for this. Like this looks like my jam. It's kind of an action adventure kind of game, third person, which is just, just my kind of game. Um, I totally get what Steven was saying with the Dark Souls look, the way that combat kind of works there, um, with like sort of different scaled enemies and very and varied attacks and stuff like that. Looks very Dark Souls in that regard. I can't imagine it'll be as as like notoriously challenging as Dark Souls, but um, hmm. it looks very narrative driven as well, which is also really cool. So yeah, this is this is the first God of War game I care about, and I'm super like I care about it a lot. Like it looks really good. I'm super stoked for this. Yeah, it looks super exciting. I'm on the same page. Like, I haven't really got into it before, but this definitely uh, is reeling me in. Uh, a lot of people on our Facebook as well is super excited about it. We had Larissa just simply being like, yes! And uh, Steve saying, now he has to buy a PS4. So I think it's definitely going to be a game that really does lure a lot of people in for sure. Come on, Steve. It's um, time, man. It's not, I don't know if you saw this conference. <laughs> Maybe you tuned out after God at War. You should have stuck around, but get a PS4, man. This is it. Um, this is it. Yeah, just, a, can I just say a lot like, of cool games? Yeah, yeah. Like I just want to add, like what an awesome way to start a conference. Like 
you know, PlayStation are obviously on top at the moment. Consoles are doing selling very, very well. There's a lot of kind of excitement that surrounds them and their properties. Uh, and, like, what a way to open. Just, like, show off God of War. It was a super well-done trailer. It was gameplay, like, a reveal with gameplay. Yeah. Such a good way to go. I think I believe it was even played live, too. Again, awesome. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, it, like the, the audience reacted so well, and it just kind of got me so pumped up for this conference. And I think it, it got the audience kind of pumped up, too, uh, and really excited to see what they announced next. Oh, yeah, for sure. They did really, really well with the opening. Um, and they led up with some really good games as well. We saw a new IP uh, from Ben Studio, so Days Gone. That is what that one's called, a new zombie apocalypse uh kind of a scenario with that one does look cool the hordes of zombies chasing after you were intense um i know a lot of people have made reference to just how much animation is happening uh on screen at once during this um yeah it looks very cool anyone keen for another zombie game so keen I don't know. I know people are tiring this thing. I see. I see Stephen giving me the eyes, like really. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, man. Zombies are cool. I like zombies. I like shooting zombies. Uh, there are a lot of zombies in this. It reminds me of like the World War Z style ones, that are just like streaming yeah. at you. Uh, it's impressive that they've managed to get so many animations rendered in such high quality on the PS4. Uh, very, very impressive indeed. It's got Sam Witwer, who's a really cool guy. Um, as the lead. Uh, so, yeah, like, it was just... As soon as I saw Ben's name go up on the screen, because they've been absent for so long, I was, like, so excited. I, I think I audibly went, Ben! I was very excited. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, for them to see do this, like, it was pretty cool. I Initially, I thought... Um, shame this isn't a part of the Last of Us universe. That might have been uh. cool, but it would have been a very different game. So it's clear that like they've they've gone in wanting to do this kind of uh, kind of bikey style zombie adventure sort of game. Um, but again, third person action adventure. I'm telling you, man, Sony for me. <laughs> um, but why was I want to know why Stephen was giving me the eyes? Yeah, what, yeah. What's Stephen's thought oh. on this? They were not bad eyes. They were just just my eyes, man. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, like, I, it was like a shrug. I don't of, know. <laughs> I felt like you were going, oh, really? I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of positive on it. Like it looks a little bit like the scale of how many zombies on screen was a little bit reminding me of Dead Rising, but it's in such a, a wider area. Mm. You're not stuck in a shopping mall or stuck in. You know, I guess Dead Rising 3 had a bit of a bigger area, but this just looks far more open and less city-based. And, yeah, I mean, I have no idea if I'm going to enjoy it or not, but I'm generally positive after seeing that gameplay especially. I mean, like, it's essentially that- Daryl Dixon, the open-world game, right? Like, Yes, that's- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> For people that don't watch The Walking Dead, he's the cool guy with the crossbow that's Norman Reedus and does stuff with Kojima. Yeah. I hope they do bring some kind of different element to it, though. Like, I mean, we said it before, like, there's just so many zombie games out there. So I hope this just has some kind of different appeal or something that we haven't really seen on PlayStation yet. Um, Otherwise, it might just kind of fade into every other zombie game that we've had. Mm. Um, Anyway, moving on. I don't know if we have to talk about this too much because we've talked about it for years, uh, but The Last hmm. Guardian got a release date, so October 25th, 2016 is when that's supposed to come out. 
Does anyone want to make a comment about this or shall we move on? It's got a release date finally. Yeah, ready to move on. I don't know. The art. Yeah, I'm really so... excited about it because I played Eco recently, so I'm enjoying, looking forward yeah. to it. It's about I just, it. This game is not going to meet the hype, man. Like, it's just been a long time coming. It doesn't yeah. look like it's doing It's going to be such a enough. disappointment. Yeah, so I just, like, I'm just, it's going to fall flat, I feel. The art style kind of changed a little bit from last year, too. It's a lot more colorful than it was. Yeah, um, it did if you that. notice the trailer, um, I remember watching last year because I remember, you know, kind of going, I think we were all sitting together, you know, on, on Facebook going hype over mm -hmm. the last year's Sony conference, um, you know, with Shenmue and everything else that came out last year. Um, and they had the trailer for um, Last Guardian or, you know, the, the, the in-game thing or whatever it was. And um, it was all pretty sort of, you know, dull. Uh, and then seeing the trailer this year, it's all you know, it's a bit brighter. So you know, I think it'll do okay. It won't, it won't do as well as what it would have done five years ago if it had been released. But um, who knows? Well, uh, moving on to a game that I am super pumped for, Horizon Zero Dawn. We got some mad gameplay and a, a big video for it, an eight-minute gameplay video uh, on Horizon Zero Dawn, and this game. I'm just so keen for it. It looks so good. Third-person um, action adventure. I, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the story itself, like, just draws you in. Like, you know, in the gameplay, if you guys go and watch it, you know, there's definitely some elements that you're like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? Like, I want to know about this story. I, I want to know what's going on in this world. Um, it looks very cool. I'm super hyped for it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Anyone else? I, I'm disappointed to see this game get delayed. It looks really good. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm just so keen for that world. Just like the idea of exploring like a post-human earth and then, mm. I know obviously it's been taken over by machines, but then you start discovering stuff from the old civilizations. Uh, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, they've it. started teasing yeah. a lot more of the story and like she comes across uh, mm. kind of very futuristic looking stuff that maybe there is some sort of highly kind of sentient being, heights are a highly intelligent kind of sentient being maybe is still occupying this world behind the scenes. Uh, and uh, and she's obviously got some sort of like technical know-how as well. Like she knows how to reprogram mm. one of the the uh, animal kind of robot dinosaur things. Um, so yeah, like th there's going to be a whole bunch of lore with this game. I'm really excited to dig into all that for sure. I've been missing a game that's like like where the gameplay is awesome, but also that story has been really engaging as well. I think that's one of the biggest things we've like mixed uh, missed on on next gen at the moment. Uh, there just hasn't been a game that has backed up in both areas. So I think this could definitely be the one. I fingers crossed I'm not jinxing it because I'm just I want a game like that. I want a game where I, I research it later on or I you know want to follow the the lore even more and see what else other people have come up with. So fingers crossed Horizon Zero Dawn definitely kind of uh, lives up to all the hype that it's been getting. Hey. But uh, talking about... No, that's a terrible segue. I was going to be like, talking about humans. <laughs> Let's go into Detroit, become human. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what we're moving into. So Detroit, become human. Uh, looks like a really interesting game. Uh, the trailer that they announced uh, showed us this story of uh, you're an android and kind of like solving uh, this crime or maybe multiple crimes at the same time. 
um, and really kind of, I guess, uh, uncovering uh, what the uh, this earth is all about and, and the, the, the crimes that are happening. But a lot of the things that they kind of focused in on was player choice. Um, a lot of player choice it looks like the decisions you make impact the ending of your the story the the next move the dialogue the actions of your character um which is really really cool to see uh matt did you have anything to say about this oh my god i i watched it in the in the the you know the preview uh, at e3 i went back and i watched the trailer again and Images of like everything that they did, they did. Like I don't know if you guys have played Heavy Rain. Hopefully you've played Heavy Rain. Um, Not all of it, but yeah. Uh, no. In in Heavy Rain, there's a detective in in that that you know he's got this weird futuristic glove, can see all these weird things and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and literally, like I I remember talking with a friend when Heavy Rain came out. We played it, and we wanted a game based around him because it was just so unique in, you know, what he was doing. Like the whole game, the game as a whole is like fantastic, but that sort of like, you know, futuristic detective sort of thing was really cool. And it's literally like Quantic Dream went back and said, yeah, we're going to take that and we're going to make a whole game out of it because that's pretty much what this game looks like. But it, it just looks so like cinematic and action packed. I can see myself sitting there and probably playing for like hours straight in you know, in a hostage situation, basically, sta- you know, staring down this, um, you know, credit to Quantic Dream. Like I've never wanted a game more than I have, you know, that kind of game. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I like it. It looks interesting. I've never really been a big Quantic Dream guy, um, despite my love of narratives. So that's interesting and a bit hypocritical of me, perhaps. Um, but uh, like. I don't know if I can really trust the like the wealth of decision making capabilities that it claims to have. Like we've been promised this before. Um, we were promised the same sort of thing with Until Dawn, and they did a decent job of that, but it wasn't to the extent we kind of led ourselves to believe. Um, so I'm gonna kind of taper my expectations there a little bit. But you know, I'm interested to see how this game sort of shapes up. If it comes out at a time where I've got a bit of an opening in my gaming calendar, I can see myself playing it. But yeah, like, it's not top of the list for sure. I think for me, like, gameplay-wise, I'm not sure how much I'm going to love it. I sort of, I enjoyed Heavy Rain, but it's not my favorite game of all time. But the themes that they touch on of just how, of androids becoming sort of self-aware of their, them being second-class citizens or almost sort of slaves in that future world, just sort of becoming aware of it and rising up it's something that's been looked at in a lot of science fiction but i can't i really really want to see how this plays out in a game like yeah just super interested in that sort of theme yeah Yeah. cool um i'm gonna bundle this next games together because it's kind of going into that vr realm that sony did uh have a little bit of Mm -hmm. focus on so we saw resident evil 7 what yeah i'm just saying like i think resident evil we need to address like as a thing Oh, yeah. I'm going to start there. Otherwise, Resident Evil fans will be like, you didn't, like, you bundled that in with Batman. What are you doing? It's Resident Evil. Ah, uh, well, 
don't spoil what I'm going to go into, mate. Gosh. Or you played it for five okay. minutes and you didn't, you know, didn't look just, into everything. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Resident Evil. So Re Resident Evil was showcased. We saw a little bit of a trailer for this one. It is going to have full PS uh, VR support for it as well, uh, which I think brings a really cool aspect and definitely a very scary aspect to this game because I would be pooping my pants everywhere uh, if I had to play this on VR. Um, but anyone keen for this? Obviously, you know, Ewan, you want to appeal to the Resident Evil masses? Uh, well, okay, so I'm not one of them. <laughs> I'm not like no. a Resident Evil player. I've not played any of them whatsoever. So, but as an observer, I noticed something interesting about the Resident Evil fan base, right? There's this kind of fan base that want it to be like this kind of super, uh, super kind of scary, like real edgy seat sort of stuff. Like what this looks like, in my opinion. And then there's this other camp that like, oh no, Resident Evil is like a third person sort of campy horror flick. Um, and I'm like, well, those two don't really overlap. Like, what do you what do you want this game to be? I don't understand. This to me kind of looks like the kind of horror game you'd want. It looks hella spooky um the fact that it's got vr support just seems mental i think i would probably need to be hooked up to a defibrillator playing this game um <laughs> but uh like yeah i want to play it um purely out of morbid curiosity more so than anything else uh but it looks it looks good i like i don't really know why there's so much kind of angst about it um i think like this is what constitutes horror uh, I don't think that campy thing always goes down well. I think they've tried to do it a little bit with like six and whatnot, and it wasn't well received. So I think this is the logical step for them. Um, and I don't think all the criticism is entirely deserved, my opinion. And yeah, no, I'm I'm completely keen for it. Like I I flipped out the moment I saw that that logo come up on screen. I was sort of watching the. The gameplay demo, well, can't remember if it was gameplay or cinematic, but just wondering, what is this? And then the Resident Evil logo comes up and I just flip out. And um, I really liked as well that they made that entire demo available on PSN right now for anyone on PS Plus to play through. It's um, yeah. sort of on the whole, you know, campy horror versus real, you know, spooky horror. I mean, I don't, know, I, I don't think I want them to go back to the campy horror. That's been done enough times that I don't want them to retread old ground. That's kind of why it's you know, Resident Evil as a franchise started falling over a bit around three because it was just the same thing over and over. Mm. I yeah, playing through this, I it's it was sort of you couldn't tell that it was a Resident Evil game sometimes, but if you look hard enough, there's little story hints that sort of make you think that maybe it's linked up with with previous games in certain ways. I'm yeah, I'm super positive about it. I I hope that it's not going to be a YouTube streamer jump scare sort of game, and it doesn't seem to be based on the demo. So I'm cautiously optimistic on this one. Cool. Cool. Well, the uh, talk about PlayStation VR. There was a, a couple of different trailers that they did bring it. Oh, bring out. God, I can't talk. It's getting to that time. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we did see a couple of different, oh, a few different games. So we saw Batman uh, Arkham VR looks uh, kind of cool. They didn't really, it was more probably of a teaser trailer than anything because it really didn't say exactly what uh, it's going to be like. 
um, but some cool dialogue from the Joker within that little trailer. Yeah, so post-conference, uh, I think they said... Yep. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Jake. Um, I okay, think post-conference, okay, yeah. they said it was going to be about like a 60-minute long kind of thing. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, it's cool. It's rock steady. I think it's it's neat. Yeah, I totally blank then. <laughs> yeah, cool. So awesome. I just wanted to add in the fact that it was like um, it was like sixty minutes long, like that that was just announced. So it's, it is like a little sort of experiential yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, but yeah, neat. Uh, they they also announced uh, Star Wars Battlefront X Wing VR mission. So jump in the cockpit of a uh, uh, an X Wing and have some mad star not star god space uh, battles, uh, <laughs> which looks kind of cool as well. Yeah. Way cooler than a starship with a bridge. All right. I was like, are you making a dig at Star Trek there? I yeah, can't I was tell trying to. I know so little about Star Trek that I can't really do a proper dig for it. Uh, we also had an interesting trailer for Final Fantasy XV VR. Uh, I don't know if I can say that looks awesome. But yeah, it was not a cool trailer at all. It like it o- it opens with a mechanic wearing horribly inappropriate kind of clothing to for serious mechanical mm. work. Um, guess what? It was a woman, uh, and uh, and she was putting the VR headset on the character so he could wield a pistol at some bosses in first person. Like this, and see this is such a shoe shoehorn sort of thing. Like it just. Yeah, like yeah. it's Final Fantasy. Very it's Japan. Forced. What do you What do you expect? They're the kind of people that do that kind of y- thing. So yeah, it is a bit of a trend, and it's a it's a bit of a trend that's getting old, <laughs> in my personal opinion. Um, and we also saw a game called Farpoint as well, with a little bit of gameplay uh, with its trailer. So it looks interesting. Looks like yeah, another kind of futuristic. Uh, I don't know if it's like an alternate Earth or if they're on a totally different planet. Um, but definitely uh, another one to kind of look out for on the PlayStation VR spectrum there. Um, people were hating on that, which as, was... Yeah. Sorry, people Why? were hating on that, which I thought was unfair, because I thought it actually looked pretty cool, but they're like, oh, it's just one mm. of those things that's, you know, specifically designed for VR, and I'm like, oh, you know, it doesn't have to be specifically designed, but they, you know, they're making the, you know the best use of VR and it's an, it looks like quite an interesting story. So I reckon it'd be cool. Well, what's the point of VR if they don't specifically make things for it? No, I think yeah, like if it, it was, if it experience. wasn't, we'd all complain, like we'd all complain that it would be, you know, shoehorning VR into a game like yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. seems to be. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It looks cool. It looks anyway, yeah. impressive. It looks like uh, Duncan Jones's moon cross with Harry Potter because of the big spider <laughs> with some guns and VR. There's oh, my there's my box. That freaked toy. me out. <laughs> nice. It's like Harry Potter. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter, but not because uh, only because it's got the spider and you instead of a wand you have a gun and it's VR and it's also a bit like that obscure indie film Moon that was also really good by Duncan Jones before he did Warcraft and it sucked. Give me a uh, a Harry Potter VR. That would be sick. Yeah. Um. But anyway. Uh, honorable mentions uh, to quickly bypass these two. So we saw some gameplay for COD, uh, more so in particular for Infinite Warfare. There was a little bit of a, more of a, a teaser thing for the remaster stuff coming out for COD. Uh, but that was in there. Also, we did see a new trailer for LEGO Star Wars The Force Awakens as well, which definitely uh, 
looks like that classic uh, Lego humor too. So very keen to kind of jump into that one. But uh, the yeah. big kind of announcement and the massive one, we'll throw it in here now before we uh, you got, you got to hype it up, Jake. Two, you got to hype it up. It was the big the news. Have you, the Everyone one was that you guys it. have all been waiting for. Sean the ones Layton that you didn't think would happen. Stage. The orchestra starts the playing a song. <laughs> His shadow was the character that we've missed for so long. So Crash good. is back, guys. Oh my goodness. So uh, they did announce that uh, Sony have made a deal with Activision to bring Crash back. Um, there are going to be uh, remasters coming out with Crash 1, Crash 2, uh, Crash 3 Warped, uh, all heading to uh, PlayStation 4. Uh, but it is going to start out in Skylanders Imaginators. So that is the first time we're going to see Crash back in full, uh, bringing uh, his uh, quirkiness back to our PlayStation. So super hyped. Let's go through the team. Matt, what do we think? Uh, I'm in two minds about it. I'm God, yes, that Crash is back. It's awesome. Uh, it's really cool. You know, the, the thought of replaying, you know, in brand new graphics, the, you know, the original trilogy, um, is really cool. And it's actually got me a little interested for Skylanders. The only downside I can see at this stage is like, I wasn't a fan of the Skylanders Crash, uh, model. I think he looked like too awkward, um, and I just have this little fear in the back of my head because apparently Activision's redoing, you know, they're the ones doing the remaster. So it's more than likely that the remaster is going to be like in the same vein as the old games, but they're going to be like a complete graphical upgrade. Um, and that has me just a little worried that we're going to be stuck with ugly crash for a little longer. So surely they'll do a different character model. Like Skylanders though is all mm -hmm. about that, like kitty quirky stuff. So like, it's I mean, possible, like, but surely um, though. Yeah, I I don't know. It remains to be seen. I mean, we didn't see anything else, so you know, I could I could be, and for all intents and purposes, I hope I am wrong. But um, I just get you know, I just you had that little niggling feeling in the back of your mind that maybe we might be stuck with ugly crash, but let's hope not. Uh, Stephen, are you keen for the Bandicoot? I am, man. Like. It might be an unpopular opinion. I'm so happy that they're doing the remasters and probably more so than I would be for an entirely new Crash game. I don't think Crash has ever been as good as back when uh, Naughty Dog were making the Crash games. Yeah, so, you're totally right. Yeah, I'm yeah, totally happy that these are the ones that they're doing. Where's Crash Team Racing, though? Yes. I need it. I want that so hard. Yes. Give it time. Give it time. Agree. <laughs> we can hope. Crash Bash 2, man, as, as crappy a party yeah, as yeah. it was, I sunk hours into that game. Yeah, I'll admit that, yeah, swallowed me for a few weeks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, like, I'm obviously very excited to see it growing, come back. I grew up with Crash Bandicoot, much as I did Spyro. Um, so to see the two of them kind of collide in Skylanders is a bit different for me. But, you know, I've not played any Skylanders games in the past. Um, I'm definitely going to want to experience Crash on it, though. I'm definitely going to want one of those figures, man. You better believe it. <laughs> um, so uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to jump into these remasters, of course, um, spend some time with them. It's obviously been a very, very long time since I played them. I've not picked them up probably, you know, since I put them down all those years ago. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited for it. But uh, I think the excellent way they 
handled it. Very good fan service. Um, great that they could get Activision on board. Um, I, I agree with Steven's comment. Yeah, I don't think I needed to see a new game. I, I kind of jumped on the bandwagon here. I wasn't kind of clamoring for a Crash Bandicoot game. As much as I loved them originally, I feel like Naughty Dog certainly shouldn't be doing one. They've grown up, um, and I've grown up with them, and I kind of want to... I'm kind of enjoying what they're doing now. Um, that being said, like... Uh, Maybe if a kind of lesser studio, not Naughty Dog, wanted to pick it up. No, not a lesser studio. You know what I mean. Like another studio other than Naughty Dog um, picked up and did their own game. That'd be really cool. But I think this is the best way to work around like the, uh, the ownership right and st rights and stuff at the moment, as well as uh, appeasing the fans. So really good outcome. Uh, Crash fans are obviously very, very happy. So yeah, really stoked. Really good news. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of you guys listening were were keen and put it out on our Facebook saying how keen you were. A lot of yeses, a lot of woohoos. Uh, oh my God, my life is made. Uh, we do have a, a few people cautious like you, Matt. Luke was saying, nope, please don't make him a Skylander. That game ruins Spyro games altogether. Um, you know, so I think, uh, I think we definitely kind of need to see past Skylander see what what happens after that maybe to uh, really uh, get a good picture of what's going on um, but may I just say as well everyone out there that had a little bit of an uproar about our April Fools and Crash coming back we were right so we were just prepping you for this moment uh, we did say coming 2016 so Best you're prediction. welcome you're welcome that's true actually all right yeah good point good point what what I think like yeah. amazes me about about this announcement is like obviously we post on Facebook it was huge news everyone's getting involved but I had like all, all these friends like of mine on Facebook interacting with it that I didn't even know were gamers they're like oh man I love Crash like this is the best news ever like this will get me back <laughs> into gaming like I'm gonna buy a PlayStation Four just for this I'm like wow you you like uh, you like games huh all right how about that. So, I, like, the attachment to Crash Bandicoot just absolutely blows my mind. Um, you know, maybe it's because my my friendship group is all sort of around the same age and we sort of had this game when we were, when we were young. But, um, yeah, like, I, like, the attachment's just unbelievable. And uh, if it kind of reinvigorates the gaming industry with, like, these people that have been, you know, turned away from it for the last couple of years or however long, um, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Stoked to see that happening. Well, um, another thing that blew people's minds at the conference was when uh, Kojima walked out on stage <laughs> and we got oh an God. awesome new reveal trailer for uh, his new game, Death Stranding. Um, what, is, what did I say, who's guys? King? I said during the conference, Kojima's just going to be on stage and he's just going to talk about his new game and that'll be it. And look what they did. They brought a cinematic trailer. <laughs> Norman Reedus is back. It's like a spiritual successor to Silent Hills and PT, but not like who knows what this game is. All sorts of wacky stuff going on. Steven, you got to explain this trailer to me, man. What, what was going on? Uh I I have no idea. There's there's oil and and there's a baby and he hugs the baby and and then the baby is oil and then there's weird flying things that I assume are looking at him but I don't really know and there's dead fish on the beach but I want it so much. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what it is but like I honestly cr uh, trust Kojima enough to just I don't know. I'll eat up whatever he whatever he gives yeah, at this he's point. He's never done me man. wrong. Like what he comes up with next is just like yeah, like just seeing where he could go now just uh, fills me with uh, 
with curiosity. Um, but yeah, like I was trying to describe it to my brother, like when he came home, I was like, so <laughs> Kojima's new game was like announced and uh, like Norman Reedus kind of like washes up on a beach and he has like a fetus lying next to him attached with like a mechanical umbilical cord and then it disappears and turns invisible and walks off in the sand and then he's got like a big scar on his abdomen and he's butt naked and then there's like a bunch of beached hmm. whales and like five shadowy figures floating in the sky above the water. Okay, that I makes I think the main reason I'm excited, like, I think it's just because Kojima's been so, I don't know if held back's the right word, but he's been stuck with Metal Gear for so long. Yeah. And I feel like he's been wanting to break out of that. And now that he's out of Konami, he has this opportunity. Sony are just throwing money at him, I assume. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just finally going to be able to do whatever the heck he wants. I, yeah. um, I, I, I really think that, you know, He's an untapped resource, you know, like, as you said, he'd been stuck with, he'd been stuck more with Konami because they're basically like, hey, you know, well, you can make this and you can make that, but you can't make anything else, you know, mm. and we're going to lock you in the basement we've got in the underground chamber of whatever complex that we have <laughs> yeah. here in Japan. And threaten you um, with lawyers. And then he finally got yeah. out and Sony's like, hey, you can't have him back. Um <laughs> You know, and, and I think that like, you know, uh, with Sony, you know, with a partnership with Sony, uh, is going to allow him to, like, you know, realize whatever potential he has, uh, you know, which, as, as we've just seen a glimpse of, it could be, you know, completely insane. What I would have loved to have seen a little bit more, though, is I would have loved to have seen him just take that little subtle pot shot at Konami. Because, you know, <laughs> as as we all know, as we all know, the next Metal Gear Solid game is a pachinko machine. Yeah. Um, mm, don't remind me. And and I really I really would have loved to have just seen them rub that in and go, you know, here's here's a trailer for you know Kojima's next game or whatever, and just briefly cut to like a pachinko machine, and then like cut away. <laughs> and I would you know just to see like the audience reaction and you know, just a little dig at Konami and go, this is this is the man you've let go. You know, this is hmm. this is the resource that you have you know just dropped in favor of you know, arcade, uh, gambling games. So, but otherwise, yeah, no, it's, it's so surreal. Um, you know, it looks like it'll be good. Nice. Well, wrapping up Sony's conference, uh, we had uh, much speculation from you guys listening as well as amongst the team here about the fate of uh, the Room in Spider-Man game and who would be taking on the responsibility of that one. And we found out that it was going to be Insomniac. So we got a really nice uh, Spider-Man teaser trailer uh, at the Sony conference, uh, which I'm super pumped about. I think Insomniac's really going to do a, a great job with this. I think they've definitely got... Uh, the mentality and the the vibe to bring out, I guess, the quirkiness and that humor of Spider-Man, but also to the gameplay, really great justice. I'm massive Ratchet and Clank fan, and obviously that one recently coming out. Um, you know, they just, I think they do games really well. Um, but this definitely looks cool. I, I said it to you and or, or the chat when this was playing, like the, the movements, just like the traversal and the movements from Spider-Man look so kind of like realistic and how you would expect him to move that kind of is what pulled me in and then just the look of his suit and the the gameplay looks really fun so i'm super keen for this uh steven are you a spider-man fan i yeah i haven't played a good spider-man game in a long time because i guess there haven't been any but 
Yeah, Insomniac seem like the perfect team to just they they've not done anything terrible that I can remember. And yeah, really? I, I completely trust them <laughs> to make this Okay, okay, yeah. Fuse, <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Apart from Fuse, they have a generally good track record at least. <laughs> but um yeah, and no, I'm super, super happy that like just seeing Spider Man, seeing Spider Man playable, I think sort of since Spider Man two back again from the old, you know, GameCube PS two days. Mm. It's we, since then we haven't had anything that's really taken that open world web slinging idea, and this just looks like it's going to be incredible. Yeah, yeah, like, for so, sure. So I thought like Sucker Punch was going to be like the best team for the job with their space on Infamous, but then as soon as Insomniac's mm. name was put up, I'm like, of course, this makes so much sense. Um, especially off the back of uh, Sunset Overdrive, which has been one of my favorite games the last few years. Uh, I think this makes a lot of sense. They know how to make that sort of fluid, open-world, third-person game. Uh, so I expect them to be able to pull off that with a tremendous result with uh, Spider-Man. Um, he is the best superhero, hands down. So yeah, uh, and with uh, true, <laughs> and with uh, Insomniac behind him, I think like this is just going to be a hell of a game. I cannot wait for it. Uh, I don't know how soon we're going to be able to see this, to be honest. I, I fear that with a lot of these games shown at Sony's conference, we're not going to see some of them for a fair wee while, um, which is probably just like upset me a little bit about this conference all in all. It was like an amazing presentation. We saw heaps of gameplay, which is what you got to see. But like, I just don't see a lot of these games coming out in the immediate future. Um, so that was a little bit of like a sour note, I think. But Matt's ready to leap all over me, I think. No, no, no. I'm good. So, I, was no. someone groaning in the background? I thought I heard someone. No, I was. I was just about to. Uh, oh, I was Jake. just about to say that. I'm pretty sure at the end they showed a little, um, uh, a little slate that said, like this game in, in development. Like everything was in development except for one thing, which I think might have been yeah. the Last Guardian, which is ironic. And yeah, hmm. and in development means we're nowhere near ready to announce a release date for this. And guaranteed, yeah. as the norm, and as I was complaining about last uh, last episode, when you announce a date anymore, it doesn't matter. It's going to get delayed anyway. That's the way things go these days. Everything yeah. gets, gets delayed. It. So it doesn't matter what a date they're going to give us. It's going to be after then sometime. Ewan's bitter. Um, <laughs> I'm so bitter. Sorry. <laughs> Too many times. Matt, were you, were you keen to, you know, take a hold of the web slinger and make your way through New York? Uh, I gotta admit, I've never been a really big, like, everyone always speaks, oh, you know, the Spider-Man games on the PS1, the PS2 are really good, oh, this, that, and everything else. I've never just really had an inkling to kind of do that kind of thing. Um, you know, like, it looked like a good game, and I trust in Insomniac and everything, but personally, it's just never been my thing, which, you know, I know sounds upsetting to a lot of people, but that's just the way it is for me, unfortunately. Like, you know, I did have a lot of fun with Infamous, um, and I'm guessing that, you know, the Spider-Man games will play along the same line, just, you know, more with just a web-slinger's powers, but, um, yeah, I just, it, it didn't really excite me as much as it excited everyone else, so, kind of, you know. Boo, yeah. shun the non-believer. <laughs> Get him out. At least um, I said it yeah, looks that... good, so. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, Spider-Man was the thing that kind of wrapped up uh, Sony's conference and that's all they gave. I think they gave really, really good show. I think out of everyone, they were probably my favorite uh, to see. Um, 
But uh, let's go around the team. I mean, now that we've had majority of conferences, we've got Nintendo uh, coming up in a few hours' time from this recording. So, uh, Matt, for you, who who did you enjoy the most? Uh, well, I only really saw two out of the, the, the kind of five we've gone through. Um, I would have to go probably, probably first was Sony, uh, followed closely by Bethesda, only because they did showcase a fair bit of stuff that I did want to see. So, yeah, I'd say that's how it goes for me. Cool. Steven, what about you? I think, like, Bethesda pleasantly surprised me, and I quite liked Xbox, but, yeah, PlayStation just took it out for me. Just Resident Evil, Kojima, just there was so much to love. And Ewan? Uh, so, yeah, it, it was PlayStation. PlayStation had the best conference. Um, but in saying that, I think uh, Xboxes was so good, I tweeted out afterwards, that was fantastic. PlayStation aren't going to be able to beat this. And they went and, and beat it. Uh, so I kind of maybe spoke a bit too soon there. Um, they really surprised me, PlayStation. They really brought their A game. I was blown away. I was audibly excited i shouted and yelled and danced <laughs> a lot uh i think it's just their properties speak to me more so than the xboxes do um that being said i think uh as time goes on and we look back at these conferences i think xbox handled it better um that being said i think we're going to see their games sooner than we see sony's uh, and also the way mm. that they addressed the scorpio situation and they addressed it very kind of gingerly uh i think that was real good um i think by the time playstation experience comes around potentially or gamescom or paris games week or whatever whenever they decide to show off the ps4k we're gonna go hang on this is coming out really soon all those games i was excited for like they were being shown as optimized for the PS4K. They're not going to look nearly as good on my PS4. This all is a bit chaotic now. I don't know. I feel like Xbox may have it in that situation. So I'm going to say Sony, but I think that might be something that changes in the future is what I'm going to say in a typical convoluted UN answer. <laughs> what a great way to finish this podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, guys, that does wrap up episode 56 of the Starcast for all your E3 information, everything we've talked about, all the summaries, all the new that news that has happened so far, and that will continue to happen in the uh, next couple of days. Head to our website, pressstart.com.au. We do have a nice little E3 2016 hub on there for you all. Uh, be sure to also follow us on our socials, so at pressstartau. Like I said, uh, we still have a conference to go although when this comes out it will probably have already been done uh, but there's going to be a ton of news still happening following the conference as well so make sure you're following us on there to stay up to date uh, i've been your host jake you can follow me on my social uh, media at underscore jake barros um I was, I'm doing this on the fly. What else do I have to say? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't have an agenda written up for you. You're doing incredibly well. Bravo. No. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, let's swing to you guys. We have been joined by our fellow Press Start team members. So, we've been joined by Ewan. 
thanks for having me, Jake. It's been an absolute pleasure. E3 was awesome. It's wrapping up. Sorry we didn't get to address Nintendo, uh, just the way that the timing all worked for us, but uh, no doubt we'll be chatting about that next episode. Um, I want to congratulate Jake as well while I've got the opportunity on the awesome videos that he's made up. He takes oh, each conference you. and summarizes them in 30 seconds, uh, which is a real nice way to catch up with the news if you've missed out. Uh, and then when you've got a bit more time, you can dig through the summaries we've written up that go through every announcement in a bit more detail uh, but yeah thanks guys uh, we've also been joined by Stephen hey yeah thanks for having me um yeah first time and hopefully not the last um, we'll have to yeah um, it was good great fun. having you Stephen <laughs> not your fire yeah oh, we'll have you. to get you into a place on what the wiki so you can get on that scoreboard Mm. yes yeah i actually really want to try that i've been listening to the last couple of episodes and man i just wanted to yell sometimes so I'm, i want to try i want to jump in Good, I'm glad. um where can we where can we follow you Stephen, on the socials um on twitter on instagram most places it's at Stephen impson um yeah that's pretty much where you'll find everything i do nice he and, got his uh, name last but no not least. or anything look at that <laughs> Uh, and oh. the uh, the fractured butthole of our group, Matt. <laughs> oh yeah, um, no, it doesn't say that anymore on my on my thing in the Google Hangout. So, um, oh, I can't see that. <laughs> everyone else can. Um, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter, mvzamari, or Instagram comes through there. Um, I also want to say, yeah, congratulations to Jake on on the videos, uh, especially in the in the time because now he's got um, little you know player three there at his house. Um, that he's got to kind of deal with. So, you know, top, top work, man, you know, with everything that's going on. Thanks, bro. Um, I appreciate you know, doing, the kind words. Doing a tip-top job. Um, and I only wish I could contribute as half as much as you do. So, um, oh, uh, Matt's great. out complimented my compliment. <laughs> I was trying to like yeah, give Jake's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice yeah, And I, I also, meant it to be really heartfelt. <laughs> and then he just goes and wipes the floor with it and makes me look bad. Also, hey, hey, Stephen, you should follow me back because I, I followed you on Twitter today. So we should. <laughs> and everything, cool, so. will do. Hashtag team follow back. Up with delirious Woo. and oh gosh, the Nintendo yeah, conference. Is hey, I, I've got to, I've got to stay up for that. So yeah, I'm not going to get any sleep now. <laughs> Go drink some Red Bull or coffee. Yeah, yeah. Wrap us up, cool. Jake. Get Bye, us guys. Here. Yeah, well, thanks for joining <laughs> us, guys. We'll see you in the next podcast. Happy gaming. Bye. Bye. Bye.